0: Talk Live, it's your show, and you can bring up whatever you want if you dial toll free eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one 80-259-9231, the Sickle CAI toll free line. It's Ian here with you. And, and Mark, you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are totally free, so enjoy those. Unlike those other talk show hosts, they want to charge you for accessing their websites. Ours is free, so enjoy it. Free talk live. Dot .com as we go right into your phone calls that is the point of the program you call about anything we'll talk to you it's Adam in Texas on the amp line hello adam
1: hey uh, this is uh adam as you said also known as the crusty ambulance driver i wanted to call about the argument that you and mark had yesterday uh about uh freedom based on uh you know utilitarian um the principle of utilitarianism versus you know freedom based
0: on yes yeah, steve just to recap for anyone uh, tuning in or, or for nick who wasn't here uh steve from toronto called in to try to nail me down uh as an ideologue and i am an ideologue um and but he basically he suggested well what if it turned out that the free market just didn't work that it was chaos everywhere people starving in the streets uh you know just all the awful terrible things you can imagine chaos etc cetera, etc cetera. the free market wouldn't work uh, would you then at that point change your mind about your uh, your ideology of not aggressing against your neighbor? And I said, no, because I wouldn't want to be aggressed against myself, so I will not aggress against my neighbors. And uh, the, you know, they, I guess he just wanted to find out whether or not I really believed that or whether or not I was only in this for the better society. And, uh, of course, the whole idea was poppycock nonsense in the first place, that the free market is somehow going to be inferior and produce chaos, because we can see it in every single area, how it is better, more efficient, and just a superior way to live than the current coercive system. So, even though it was a ludicrous scenario, I did stick to my guns, and I pointed out that, yes, indeed, I would stick with not aggressing against my neighbor, because it's the right thing to do, and I wouldn't want that to happen to me. So, with that said, go ahead with your thoughts, Adam.
1: Well, I mean, first of all, I want to say that I was highly entertained by the argument. Uh, I think really it's the most important argument you can have. And it's kind of, for the rest of us, it's what all of our arguments kind of end up becoming when we argue with other people. We, you know, we argue, you know, with me, the other person always wants to argue the merits of this law versus that law. And the problem with that is that you can argue merits. All day, I mean, they're just perceived merits, and really, what it comes down to is who's got more data, where the data come from, came from, and mm-hmm. the problem with data is it can be uh, made up anyway. Sure. But, um, the so what it really comes down to is it has to come down to principle, and that's what it always comes down to in argument. What I mean, what do you really, what do you believe, and based on what, and. Uh, you know, I, I like the fact that your argument is based on, you know, it comes down to force.
0: Right. Well, Mark's argument basically, I mean, as we found out yesterday, Mark is willing to, uh, you know, throw virgins in a volcano if the end <laughs> result of that turns out that, in his opinion, society would be better. So, and Dude, I know. i might be
2: pushing it a bit.
1: Well, um, I also want to say that I really like Mark. Uh, I think Mark is Aww. excellent for the show. Actually, Mark is.
2: He the is reason a cute I one.
1: started listening to the show, I'm a much um, better host than Ian. <laughs> and, uh, and really, I consider Mark kind of like the gateway drug to freedom. I mean, he's kind of the he's kind of the guy that draws people in. When I first started listening to the show, I was kind of a less government kind of guy, and I sort of had the same thought: Well, what's best for all of us? And what's best for all of us? And in a lot of cases, freedom, but not all cases. Eventually, I became what I originally considered to be. Uh, extreme more like Ian where uh, (laughs) where I just I believe in freedom on every issue every time and uh, um, you know Mark even though Mark is really good for the show in his present form and it's better for the show that Mark doesn't change because people listen to the show because one they're like Mark and they want to hear that argument or two they're like I am and they want to hear somebody that argues Mark's point and they want to hear you know, ways of arguing against Mark. So either way, it's really good well, for the I think, show. But I, I
0: think that's a pretty good description, but I think there are also other reasons to listen. I think that people can tune in and be nowhere near either of us and can still listen to the show because it's something that uh, is intellectually honest. You know, nobody is here. Uh, we're talking about how we really feel and we've changed our minds over time so we have changed both of us have changed uh, and i think somebody can tune in and I, and i hope they can hear that i you know i hope they can tell that there's something different about free talk live than what they'll normally get in the realm of say oh i don't know conservative talk radio right. i haven't listened to much progressive talk so i can't really comment there's no
2: agenda here I I you know as as far as it goes that it doesn't it, we're not out there trying to get you to vote for this or that politician I mean I I suppose there's some libertarian politicians out there I'd like you to vote for certainly when Ron Paul was running I wanted people to vote for him but as as far as it goes I mean you know the the the, the other talk shows they'll say anything to get you on their side and they don't really care what the results are cuz you know they seem to be in on it Adam thank you
0: for the call tonight appreciate hearing from you Yeah, I mentioned uh, progressive talk shows. I I have not listened to very much, but there is a new progressive talk station here in Keene, New Hampshire, and so I have had the opportunity uh, to tune in from occasion to occasion. I'm I'm listening more. And uh, they've got to fix uh, their... They gotta fix their signal to transmit. March though.
2: and o- October are the months that the uh, the satellites are lowest no, in the sky. No, it's not that.
0: No, it's uh, they, they've got a problem with like this digital echo problem where I mean. it, I know. The, the, packets are being dropped out. That's They're what, that's what the happens. Internet. That's what it is. I've talked to the engineer. Anyway, okay. uh, so they gotta fix their problems, but otherwise, it's mostly listenable. And I heard the Tom Hartman show today, and one of the things that that's amusing to me is listening to the Progressives. The same people that sort of rail against capitalism be capitalists. I mean, reading uh, advertisements for companies that are making it work for them, you know, that are that are paying the bills for them, and even better than that, I actually heard Tom Hartman talk about buying gold and silver. Today. Yeah, it was, it was pretty funny. But
3: that's that's because he has an advertiser t- t- paying him to.
0: But he's that. saying he's buying gold and silver too. I'm sure he did. Yeah. I mean, he I have just been
3: listening to the show he and dollars. Yeah. Right. So, but I, I could see how a progressive would. Think that the dollar could be in trouble too? I mean, because they really, ruined it. No, right. I think well. it's
0: great. I'm not coming down on the
3: guy. I just yeah. I think it's
0: fantastic. So I I like that. Anyway, yeah, I, I met Tom Hartman once. He seemed like a pretty brilliant guy. You know, he's one of those really really smart guys that has applied his intelligence to try to figure out how to best control people. You know. That's that's the impression I got. From Sadly
3: the there's a lot of smart people who yeah. are working towards
2: that. <laughs> I think we'd be better off with uh, you know like what so, what are those smart people in charge but I still don't think that they'd live forever and then we'd be back in the same problem that we went um, that we were in in the first place so uh, freedom freedom's what's going to work the best.
0: Let's continue here uh, by the way still have the stories about the octogenarian ladies under attack by the government people we may get to those but your calls are primary so we will talk to Peter in Pennsylvania. Peter you're on free talk live.
4: Hey, uh, it's good to talk to you. Uh, I've, been to you to your, uh, I've been meaning to volunteer. I've been meaning to volunteer anarchist uh, indoctrination program for a while. <laughs> Wait, hey, now.
0: I don't like that term. That's a nasty term, anarchist. Well, I won't uh, accept it.
4: It's a, it's a compliment. Um, okay. Well, I had a question. Um, I wanted to ask if you've discussed uh, the prisoner's dilemma on your show at all.
0: I believe it has been discussed in the past. You're welcome to recap it, bring it back up, or whatever you want.
4: Okay, so yeah, I'd like your, your, uh, your answers to it. Um, so I guess I'll describe it. Please. Right? Okay, uh, so suppose that um, you, Mark and Ian, um, both of you guys are kidnapped. Um, the kidnappers separate you and give you each the same choice. Um, you can defect or you can cooperate. If you both say you want to cooperate, uh, the kidnappers will hold you each for five years. If you both say you want to defect the kidnappers will hold you for 15 years. If one of you says you wanted to cooperate and one of you says you wanted to defect, the one who said they wanted to defect will be released immediately. The one that said they wanted to cooperate will be held for the rest of their life. What would you each do?
0: What does defect mean?
4: Um, In this case, it doesn't mean anything. It's basically you're saying yes or no. It doesn't have... It's not. It's not like you're admitting to a crime or something like that. It's, it's sort of an. Aspect.
0: I'll throw Mark under the bus. So I don't give a damn. Right.
2: I mean, you, you just you just say you're you're good or bad thing that happens to the other person. <laughs> so I want to. I want Ian to live or I want Ian to die, and then you know the the numbers go up t- together. Essentially, if we both cooperate, we have a short sentence together. Um, if uh, one cooperates and 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 one does the bad thing, would then, I snitch the bad out one, Mark? I would not. I would not snitch out Mark. Um, well, you, now but now you're would, looking well, for no, a moral issue. It's not, it's not
4: issue. snitching. It's not yeah. snitching. It's it's just whether you're going to. I mean, in a way, it is, is. I guess. This I don't think you science a very experiment. good version of it.
0: This
2: isn't a moral experiment. There's a
0: better okay. I feel like there's a better, a better version of the This is the of, one that I've heard. Dilemma. I don't know. Uh, did that answer your question? I guess we've got to get Nick's answer here. So hang on. We'll bring you back. 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. You can bring up whatever you want. And Generally, I would not cooperate, but I guess it depends on what you mean by cooperate. Anyway, more is on the way. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, and it's your show. You can bring up what you want if you dial toll-free at one 800 259 the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are totally free. They include the updates. You get signed up. We will keep you in the loop whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live. So go to updates.freetalklive.com. Get on the list for free. That's updates.freetalklive.com.
2: If you go to paladinpodcast.com, you can listen to the authors of The Quick and Dirty Guide to War talk about current current and future conflicts around the world. And Joseph Simonet discusses... Real-world knife fighting, all at paladinpodcast.com. Paladin Podcast is a service of Paladin Press. You can browse over 900 books and DVDs on topics such as personal and financial freedom, Second Amendment issues, military history, and self-defense. Remember, it's paladinpodcast.com.
0: All right, as we continue here, uh, we've got Peter in Pennsylvania on the line. And, Peter, as I thought, your version of The Prisoner's Dilemma didn't quite ring a bell for me, and there was a few things that you left out. So according to Wikipedia, if you don't mind, I'd like to read their version of The the Prisoner's Dilemma, and then we can discuss. So here we go. From Wikipedia, two suspects are arrested by the police. The police have insufficient evidence for a conviction. And, having separated both prisoners, visit each of them to offer the same deal. If one testifies or defects for the prosecution against the other, and the other remains silent, the betrayer goes free, and the silent accomplice receives a full 10-year sentence. If both remain silent... Both prisoners are sentenced to only six months in jail for a minor charge. If each betrays the other, each receives a five-year sentence. Each prisoner must choose to betray the other or to remain silent. Each one is assured that the other would not know about the betrayal before the end of the investigation. How should the prisoners act? So actually it's a question about what you think the prisoners should do, not necessarily you in their position, but also you would want to put yourself in their position, I would think, and it is about uh, snitching. Well, and
2: it's, it's utilitarian. like There's there's sort of this utilitarian aspect to it, and there's this sort of moral, moral aspect. aspect to it. Right, the okay. utilitarian answer is um, you snitch. The, the moral answer is you keep your mouth shut, and what, that's what I would do. What, what if they're but murderers? It, has,
4: it, doesn't, it doesn't necessarily have anything to do with Police or crimes. That's just an example. I mean, it, it pops up. You can, you can create lots of different stories and, and scenarios for it. It doesn't have to be prisoners. It doesn't have to be police. There
0: are some alternative versions of it, certainly, uh, but the classic version is, is that one. Before we go on, though, Nick, your thoughts on the prisoner's dilemma?
3: Um, I would like to think that I would uh, stay quiet. Well, That's but you know would I necessarily if I was actually in a position like that I don't know I mean
2: for me it's it, it's um, you know if I'm put in the scenario was Ian and myself and the, the utilitarian answer is that you snitch and you, because either way snitching gets you a shorter sentence essentially um, as opposed to what the other person does and you could sort of hope they cooperate but if they don't then you're hung out to dry um, but I know that Ian won't cooperate. I know he won't uh, because, you know, he's one of the most loyal people I've ever met in, a, in my life. I mean, if you killed your baby or something like that. I'd but then you would have had to have helped. I mean, you're just as guilty as yeah. mm-hmm. um, so, uh, I am. Yeah. So I wouldn't. In that case, I know what he's going to do. So, therefore, I'm going to, uh, you know, not I'm going to keep silent because that's going to benefit both of us.
4: What if it's a, a stranger?
2: Uh, it's well, a... Then they're out of there.
4: Okay. So now, so here's my point. Okay. Um, uh, the prisoner's dilemma is it's basically the free market, and it, it, it sort of demonstrates that um, you can make rational choices, and it leads to irrational results. So, as you guys all pointed out there, the choice, the, the rational choice there is to defect, and the result is that you'll get, in my version, is that you'll get 15 years in prison, whereas if you cooperate, you get five years. But the rational choice is to defect and get 15 years. It means that you can't trust other people, and that you end up people. It, it's it's just it becomes a mess.
2: So the free market doesn't work because so, you've got a math
0: problem.
4: You're saying no. It, it, okay, go on.
0: You're saying you can't trust other people, and what's you, you, and you're suggesting that that's why we need government around so the people that can't be trusted can have power. Well,
4: I mean, I mean, there is a solution to the. The prisoner's dilemma, and the solution would be to have a gun in the room that says you must cooperate. And if that's the case, then everyone gets the best result.
0: Yeah, except for the fact that you don't know who's holding the gun.
4: But if if you have someone holding a gun saying you must cooperate, then everyone wins.
3: But that you don't (laughs) necessarily. But how does that necessarily? How does that help anybody? Because then. Both prisoners get more time. I mean, in this helps case, the it, man with the gun. Well, the, right.
2: the, the the assumption is is that you're put into a dilemma where you have to, um, where you're put into a rational a situation where you rationally have to sell your friend down the river. But the you free don't market have to. is not set up that way. The free market says you make. The, the, you do the best by helping other people. That's how my life is. That's how, how my
0: life is. Yeah, when I do things that people like, I get rewarded. That's what right. the marketplace I mean, is all to about. To me,
3: the rational, the rational choice would be to the option where you hope the other person is <laughs> going to do the same thing as you, and that's not talk. You both serve a very minimal amount of time. So, yes, you're inconveniencing yourself, but th- just because something benefits you in the short run doesn't mean that that's – Mean the man when is doing the right. Right it would thing. be
2: beneficial for me in my job to sell people radio ads and not air them. I would have to do less work. I wouldn't have to worry about inventory problems. And you the, could just sell and right. sell and I sell. Just, I just sell them all, and would I wouldn't have to chocolate. ever turn anyone down. However, at some point, someone would say, "You know, I bought those ads, and I didn't hear any." He's not selling his. Ad. Pretty soon, people will figure out I'm not. I, I'm not doing good business, and then I'm screwed. So.
4: Okay. Can I can I give like a free market scenario where this would cause a problem?
2: Go sure, ahead, please do.
4: Okay, so suppose there's fishermen, and they're deciding how much they want to fish. You can fish a little bit or a lot. Um, And now if everyone fishes a lot, it results in overfishing, and you run out of fish in the next few years, there might not be enough fish.
0: Okay, now let me give you a pre market scenario where people actually own waterways and you can't fish where other people say you can't fish. Plus, you could actually breed fish and make more fish. This is what fisheries do. They make more fish to replace fish the farm. fish. Yes, to replace you the fish could, that they've you harvested. Can, you
4: think you could, like, own the ocean, sections I of the I think you ocean? could. Can you own you sections
0: of land?
2: It? Yes.
4: And you can, and you, I mean, you're basically pulling fish out of other people's property. How would you, how could you possibly? How would you? Hold on. Make- oh,
2: you're, you're talking about uh, beneath the ocean. I would think that if yeah. you owned the the top portion of the ocean, you would uh, own everything all the way down to the bottom. You'd have to ensure
0: that you could you know, protect what was on, all the way down to the bottom. If, indeed, that's what you wanted to own, certainly you'd have to have some way of homesteading that. And I don't know exactly how that would be developed, but certainly those who are in search of a profit and concerned about encroachers would figure out a way to do it. Otherwise, they would just create their own man-made uh, areas of water and they'd simulate the necessary things that they needed to simulate in order to have the fishies breed happily uh, after. and i'm
2: sure you could have homesteading rights for instance to fish in an area of water but somebody could else else could have their their little submarine base down there where people are living you know so it was a good try peter i appreciate the call thank you appreciate hearing from you give us another call some other time
0: 800 259 9231 always like being challenged Always like that. A lot of people, of course, uh,
3: don't really understand the free market when they're talking about it, so it's important to uh, correct the misperceptions. Certainly, I can see the point he was trying to make about fisheries, but the problem is that there aren't really property rights in the the ocean as we have it right now, so it's kind of – it's like a false parallel to the actual free market that we all live in.
0: Right, and building your own – Fake saltwater area well, to breed fish in is a great solution. They are breeding fish
3: in yes.
2: saltwater cages you can now. Get far, you can get farm uh, farm salmon. They say it's not as good, but hey, whatever. You know. It's
0: food, right? <laughs> 800-259-9231. I'm sure I can't tell the difference. My
2: palate isn't that sensitive.
0: Fish tastes like fish to me. 800-259-9231. That's the cycle CAI toll-free line. You guys are welcome to chime in on this or whatever you want. It's Free Talk Live. With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything if you dial toll-free 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. Join us on our website, freetalklive.com. All the features are free. If you've missed a moment of the show, just click and download. They're yours. give you an entire year's worth free on the front page at freetalklive.com.
2: We talk a lot about freedom here on Free Talk Live. My first exposure to the concepts of liberty came from the superhero comic books that I read when I was a kid. Right now, Free Talk Live listeners... Can get an autograph set of Freedom Force comic books for only ten bucks, shipping included. Now these are real libertarian comics that you can read because they're you know great for adults, and as the way comics are, your kids can read them too, and they can learn some of the foundation uh, foundational philosophies of uh, liberty. You can get uh, you you can check out the child friendly superhero adventures of Minuteman, Liberty Lad, and Manbot, and all you have to do is go to comics.thundergodexpress.com. That's comics.thundergodexpress.com.
0: 800-259-9231. We continue with your phone calls about whatever you want, and we go to Tom in New Hampshire. Tom, you're on Free Talk Live.
5: Yeah, you ever notice, like, like that guy who uh, you had on last night who was walking through Indiana, minding his own business, and all of a sudden he's being hassled and interrogated and about to be arrested if his attitude doesn't pass inspection? Yes, Will Buchanan okay, from if,
0: WalkForLiberty.com.
5: Okay, well, if he if you get arrested on a Friday night on some trumped-up charge... And you spent Friday night and Saturday and Sunday and Monday holiday imposed by politicians you voted against until <laughs> Tuesday morning before you get brought to court. With mm-hmm. The excuse being that the courthouse is closed all weekend. But if the cops need a search warrant, they can get one on Saturday night How, about that? How come they can go get a search warrant from the court? On Saturday night, but how come they can't bring you to court for arraignment on a Saturday night?
0: It's a fine, fine question, Tom. What do you think? Because it's their system. Yeah.
5: <laughs> yeah. Now uh, another double standard. You talk to some state senators about why the drug dealer shouldn't be prosecuted because, after all, the customers wanted to buy that stuff. It's true. And the state senator says, "Well." Uh, but those people were addicted, and the vendor was taking advantage of their addiction. They don't really want to be buying this stuff. They're not doing this voluntarily. It's the addiction that's forcing <laughs> them to do it. But then when you say, well, then let the addicts go for you when they get caught with possession of the drugs, oh, no, they are breaking the law voluntarily. Right. They cho- Oh, yeah, double standard. Now, i got a question for you. What kind of cops were those that were hassling that guy that he he was talking about on on last night's program? Were they the kind that have already been killed or the kind that still haven't been killed yet?
2: (laughs) I don't think they've been killed, Tom.
5: Uh, Oh, yeah. That that happens because of a serious shortage of cop killers. (laughs)
2: Yeah.
3: Thanks, Tom, for the call. Good hearing from you, as always. I, I don't know why Tom didn't get elected to... To run for senate, for the, uh, for the yeah, I voted here, for but, him for senate. <laughs> <He laughs> I can't kill anybody there. My prote- no, it's hard no. to
0: compete with the incumbent. You know, I mean, the incumbents usually get well, a ninety percent reelection rate. I
3: I don't think advocating killing cops necessarily gets your point across to the general public. I
0: don't think Tom was advocating it. He just sort of he beats around the bush at it. He doesn't really come out and and advocate it. He just suggests. That things might yeah, be that different. It should be done. <laughs> I think he might suggest that, that that would be an appropriate thing to do. I don't agree with him, of course. I think that we can get uh, get to where we want to be through nonviolent, peaceful solutions. And I think we can get cops on uh, on board with our ideas. Yeah, ac- absolutely. I've seen evidence of that. In fact, lots of
2: evidence. Uh, we've, in fact, uh, but the people that taught me that uh, essentially what libertarianism was were law enforcement officers.
0: Uh, and you know, I know that uh, Sam over at obs- uh, ObscureTruth.com has just posted. A brand new video of some of the interactions that he and I had with a keen police lieutenant, uh, Lieutenant Shane Maxfield. We went around on a a ride-along with him and brought our camera gear, or Sam's camera gear. We had a a couple cameras filming, and good thing we had two because one of them failed. So we managed to pull. uh, Sam managed to pull enough useful footage out, and he's put together. He's putting together several uh, three to seven minute long clips of some of the discussions that we had. And so, if you want to actually see, you know, crossing the uh, the the gap, if you will, or bridging the divide between us and them, this this is some really, uh, I think, persuasive and, and interesting footage. So, if you go to Obscured Truth com. You should be able to see the first of, I, I believe he's going to be posting five videos. And just before the show, I noticed the first one was posted. So great opportunity to go and take a look at some, uh, some new work from our friend Sam down in Texas, who will soon be Sam in New Hampshire. We continue with your phone calls and talk to Mark in Ohio. Mark, you are on Free Talk Live. Mark in Ohio. Uh, if, Hello? If,
6: yes. Hey, Hello. You're,
0: you're on the air. Go ahead.
6: If it's all possible uh, for the wheel guy that's walking across the country... Him and his wife, I'd like to send out a helping hand if I could. Uh, since I live in Ohio, uh, I would like to invite them to my home for a hot meal and a shower if they like. Uh, they can spend the night here with my wife and I. Uh, I would just like to do that for them if, if wow, it's that's really possible. Wow, that's really
0: nice. You know, here's what I would suggest. Do you have Internet access? Yeah. Okay, go ahead and go to walkforliberty.com, and you'll find a, a contact page up there, and that's a great way to get in touch with uh, with Will. And I can tell okay. you that, yeah, he is going to be walking through Ohio. I don't know what part of Ohio you, uh, you are living in.
2: He might very well change his trip for a
0: hot if, meal. He may very well. <laughs> uh,
2: so go ahead and shoot
0: him an email. Say hi, introduce yourself, and make the offer. I'm sure he'd appreciate hearing from right. you at the very least. All right, thanks. Thanks for the call. 800-259-9231. Of course, we talked with Will Buchanan extensively last uh, last night, so if you missed that program, just go to freetalklive.com and grab last night's archive. It was uh, the entirety of the first hour talking with Will about the police threatening and harassing him and just generally about the Walk for Liberty and how things are going. He's on his last 1,000 miles. He's got less than 900 miles to go and will be in New Hampshire He says he'll be done with it all by the end of the year. As long as, well, yeah, by November,
2: if he makes 21 miles a day. Can you imagine walking 21 miles a day? That's what he's
0: doing, about 21 miles a day, 21, 22 miles. Lower day. It's amazing. We continue with your phone calls and talk to Alex in New Jersey on the Amp line. Alex. Hey, guys. Hey, what's on your mind?
6: Well, I wanted to talk about uh, this program at our high school called uh, the National Honor Society. Okay. It's a cult it is it is truly a cult we have a uh, an induction ceremony they call it an induction uh tomorrow night
2: by and we do you what, mean you're in the National honor society
6: I am okay and um what they do is they screen you by supposedly having good leadership qualities and character and it's a bunch of b s because the kids in there they're the only thing they have are good grades they're not they're not um uh really smart in the in the um in the in the manner where they can do things in society, all they can do is schoolwork but anyway they it's it's like a cult, and we're going to have to dress up suit and tie and as we file in, they're going to have classical music playing, and we have to do a walk around the stage with a bunch of candles and they're going mm-hmm. to say how great we are and it, it's it's unbelievable because we aren't that great yet they're making it seem like we're the, the, the cream of the crop, the best kids in the entire school, and or in the entire country, and it's just not true. And I, I think it's sad that they make everyone in there, all it is is like an ego massage. They're just making everyone feel like they're holier than thou. And I, I think that this is a really mm-hmm. terrible thing to be in. But you're in it. I'm in it, but I, I, didn't go to the, I didn't go to the induction ceremony last year because I had better things to do. So,
0: so wait a minute, wait a minute. What I, kind of a hold yeah. on a second, Alex? What kind of a cult lets you into their cult if you skip the induction ceremony?
6: Well, it, I supposedly gave a really good reason to the uh, the lady running it. Hmm. So, but it, it, she wants it in writing, and it, it there's just it, it just makes everyone so egotistical. That they think that they're better than everyone else, and this is really something I have a problem true. with. We're what? all pretty much the same. None yeah. of us are actually really, really, really smart, but they want to make us seem like we're the leaders uh, of the future. And they say that the principal came in and into the library for a, a talk, and he said that. One of us is going to be president, hopefully. And
3: well, I, I was so sickened by I, that. As somebody who was recently in government high school, I'll agree with you that it, what you, your criticisms are largely correct. I don't know about it being a cult, but the, it is kind I of. I hear an ego those massage. Mensa mm-hmm. folks are cult members too. Well,
0: hang on, we're going to bring uh, Alex back. Continue this discussion. Yes, I agree with you, Nick. There is this uh, culture of those who are educated are better, and it's promoted quite a bit in government high school and uh, in college as well. More on the way. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything if you dial the toll free number at 800 259 9231. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. It's 1 800 259 9231. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features, they're totally free. So enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. And if you like the show, I'd like to invite you to shop with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. You enter Amazon through that link. Free Talk Live. We'll get a percentage of your purchase. Whatever it is that you're buying, they've got over, four, I think, 41 categories. The, the, the number just keeps growing. I have to check in from time to time to see if they've added any. Uh, but lots of stuff to buy, even used items. Whenever you enter through Amazon.freetalklive.com, we, Free Talk Live, will get a cut.
2: The Institute for Humane Studies is now offering free seminars over spring break. This march, join other libertarians from across the country for an intense and interdisciplinary ex- exploration of classical liberal and libertarian thought. Participation is free. The IHS provides housing and meals during the conferences, and uh, you can apply now to attend the seminars in University of California, Santa Cruz, March 7th through 12th, or at Emory University, March 14th through the 19th. Visit com for more information.
0: 800-259-9231. We continue with Alex on the line in New Jersey. He is a high school student. I believe in his senior year at a government-run high school in New Jersey. And you're talking about this National Honor Society and how it is that they're part of this uh, kind of kind of this culture that you find frequently within the government high school system, uh, as well as the uh, – certainly as well as colleges. This idea that if you go to college, you're a better person than everyone else. College-educated people are better than you, peons, those of you who dropped out of high school or just graduated high school. College is good. College is makes you a great person it makes you into the future leaders of the world you need to go to college to be successful which i'm sorry it's just nonsense and just as an example if julia were here she could tell us but her her dad um he went to college and he uh, is a college professor in fact um and he's heavily in debt in his 50s he's a man in his 50s and he's heavily in debt And he wants to go back to more college because, well, you always need more if you're going to be a college professor. You get paid more
2: if you do more. Right.
0: You can get more, and you'll you'll be smarter. You'll be better than everyone else if you get more educated. But he's in debt. And so Julia, at age 23, is completely debt-free. So she's doing better than her dad is doing, and he's got 30 years on her. So just one example, one example of many examples of how it is that uh, it's just garbage, the well, idea that well, g- college, college is not better, necessarily a bad successful. idea. Right. College I mean, isn't bad. There are many
3: there are many jobs and career fields where, you know, if you want to be an archaeologist, you probably need to go to college. I mean, there's, there are a lot of fields Do where... Do you
2: think archaeology would exist in the free market? Somebody likes to look somebody would figure out a oh, way certainly. to get some money for looking my, at rocks.
6: My view on it is that education is what you make that's of it. Geology. It really doesn't matter where you go. If you go and you study at night, the information's the same no matter where you go.
0: Yeah, that's true. Oh. If you're looking to expand your mind, you can do that all on your own, especially today with the advent of the internet. I mean, college is becoming even even more useless than it has been in the past.
6: And, you know, one of my favorite uh, quotes to say whenever someone gives me a problem about me being not apathetic about college, I say that those who know they have enough are rich. And I think that's the truth, and they have trouble wrapping their heads around that.
0: Yeah, I think you're right about that. And uh, I think that if you've got financial intelligence and you've got street smarts, I think that's fine. In my opinion, that's more valuable than a, a college diploma. I mean, if you know how to, to save your money and uh, you know well, how to
2: do what you want to do. And yeah. th- that's that's really that's that's where your first level of uh, wealth is going to come from. Is Just if stop you turning you your nose up. Enjoy your job. Yeah. Uh, you know, please find what it is that you want to do in life and do that. And, uh, you know, if you if it's engineering, go to college and. You know, become an engineer. But don't think think for a moment, just
0: because you spent four years uh, in engineering school, that you're somehow better than the guy that's cleaning the bathrooms. I'm sorry. uh, That's just not the case. He could be very, very content at what it is that he's doing. He could love his life, and he could be a very brilliant guy. It's just that maybe he didn't want to. It doesn't matter whether whether
2: he's content at it or not. I mean, the fact is he's doing a job that needs to be done, and sometimes we all in life have to do jobs that need to be done. And and, and today's his day to clean the bathroom. Fine. Great. Some people really like to clean, though. You know, some people really get. Yep. Some people like it better than others absolutely
6: I'll tell you it's not just NJ uh, NHS it's the teachers too. the teachers tell me that uh, I'm I sh- I'm not applying myself if I don't do the homework when really if I don't do the homework that's my choice and I'll find something that is more interesting to me and I'll learn about that instead I'm always learning it's just what I choose to learn about instead
3: I had a similar experience where I was taking um, advanced placement u.s history and i already pretty much knew all the subject matter to a large extent but i did you know i read the textbooks and i learned about the stuff that i didn't know um but i didn't do any of the assignments that were given because i did i felt they were kind of a waste of time frankly um and i ended up getting a five on the test which is the highest you can get of course i got like a c minus or a d in the class (laughs) but i got a five on the test Because they don't
2: like it if you don't do the homework right
3: right so but According to the test that's supposed to measure your knowledge in the in the subject, I, I learned everything. So. I did
2: the
0: I did the reverse. I uh, did really well in my. I only took one AP class in my high school career, and it was AP Computer Science. Essentially, it was a programming class and i did really really well in the class like i aced the class i did all the projects and you know learned the stuff but unfortunately my recall wasn't that great and so on the test i ended up getting a 2 which was a failure and so i didn't actually pass the the class as a result of my failure on the test so i didn't get the the ap points or whatever but i i did pass uh the class well, with I, with flying colors I, so
6: I didn't take the computer science class. I just took the test because I find that was pretty good. I didn't study for the computer science exam. I didn't do a single thing. I didn't even look at the case study, and I took the exam, and I got a four. Now, that's pretty remarkable. However, the teachers at school tell me that I'm in the wrong for getting a four because I didn't study and that I could have gotten a five, and they put me down for that.
2: Mm. They didn't have AP in prison.
0: Thank you, Alex, for the call. Good hearing from you. Appreciate it. 800-259-9231. I really liked the uh, Penn & Teller episode, Penn & Teller's BS about college. It was pretty good. Uh, those of you who haven't seen that might want to go uh, check that out, especially if you're younger and uh, making plans to, to go to college, and you've been told all this you know, wonderful, uh, glowing stuff about how great college is and how necessary it is and how you'll be an abject failure if you don't go. <laughs> you should see that. It's good stuff. But we continue with your phone calls. Dave is on the line in Montana. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Dave. Dave Montana, Going Once. Howdy. Hey, Dave. What's on your mind?
7: We're on a delay or something. Oh, well, here you hey, are. Uh, you were right. Uh, it, college just uh, turns out debtor slaves. They're in debt or as soon as they come out of college.
0: Most of them are, as, as long as they don't have mommy and daddy paying, for, for paying their way. And then
7: just the whole system is like that. then that If you look, then only the, the elite could, like come out of college kind of free, you know, not worrying about paying off this big giant loan and Mm then taking anything, you know, any, uh, Anything anybody throws at them.
2: Yeah, I don't know how long my wife's been out of college, and uh, I mean, she certainly had a career for quite some time doing drug treatment counseling, and that we're still paying off that uh, student loan.
0: There's a guy that works with Julia at her restaurant. He's one of the, uh, the, the shift supervisors. He went to school, and he's got $40,000 in debt. I don't know what he went for, but he's, man- you know, he's managing a restaurant. You could do that without going uh, to school.
7: So, right? If they crazy. took that forty grand and invested it in, you know, some <laughs> yeah. school, a restaurant school or a chef school, you well, know, you, you could, could get,
0: open your own restaurant. I mean, for yeah. forty thousand dollars,
2: that's that's what you need to get started. Well, my wife's staying at home with a baby. You can do that without a degree too. That's true.
7: Well, we need more people staying home with babies because uh, a lot of people are just selling out the family.
2: Oh, I'm not saying it's a bad a career, thing. She
7: works hard as career. hell. <laughs> And, and a nation is comprised of families, so once we lose the families, we lose our nation.
0: Well, I don't think we're going to be losing families anytime soon. I'm pretty sure the uh, the human instinct to reproduce is going to be strong and with us for a long time.
7: Yeah, but the whole system is kind of works against it. You know? They count uh, both uh, people for you know, like income earners and make houses so expensive that you have to go into a... A slavery account with a bank, so you could afford your house to have your family. Well, there but are certainly the some uh, the, gro- there are certainly some yet,
0: undesirable elements to uh, the current marketplace. Uh, the you know this regulated but, economy. But that yet we have. they
7: make laws that we can't grow our own forest for the lumber. Like up here in Montana, the past 15 years they cut, shut down like 300 wood mills because wow. of stupid environmental laws. That's crazy. Because yeah, and then we got to buy our uh, wood from uh, Canada and stuff, and we can't even grow our
0: own. I'm sorry to hear about that, David. I thank you for the call, as always. 800-259-9231. Uh, still to come, stories about some octogenarians, two unrelated octogenarian ladies under attack. From the law, we'll tell you about what that's all about if we got the time. But, of course, your calls are primary and the phones are loaded up. If you're on hold, we will get to you, and you can talk about anything you want. That's the point of the program. That's why we call it Free Talk Live. 800-259-9231. Hour number two is coming up.
8: You ever have one of those days where everything goes right?
0: This is Free Talk Live. We are launching into hour number two of the program. You can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number 1-800-259-9231. That's the Sakel CAI toll-free line. And it's Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site, they're totally free, so enjoy those on us. And again, that's freetalklive.com. Also, don't miss Nick's website. It's freemindstv.com. Nick is one of the co-hosts of the television program, Free Minds TV, also now a radio program. And both of them are available for your downloading convenience, also completely free if you go over to freemindstv.com. What are some of the other features uh, that you've got on your site, Nick?
3: Um, we have a forum set up. So for people oh, who yes. who want, it's actually a subword of Free Keen, but for people who want to talk about the show, we also post all of our show content up there, which most shows won't do. At least for the radio side, we post our show content. So if you want to know where we're getting our facts from, you can double check.
0: Very cool. Uh. And, and there's some, some bonuses, too, for those who uh, choose to become members.
3: Yep. Uh, it's, it, basically, the member side is uh, $3 a month or $30 a year. So we kind of loosely base it off of what the AMP program Did for Free Talk Live. Um, And there's some bonus footage that's never going to go out for free. Sometimes there are shoots that went wrong or um, just bonus segments that we didn't have time to get to during our regular show, um, both on the radio side and the TV side. So we put those up there for the members as a little something extra.
0: Cool. People can go to uh, freemindstv.com, get involved in that, and of course, uh, remember to listen to Free Minds Radio live on Sundays if you're around and uh, you're looking for something to do on a Sunday afternoon. You guys do a live radio program from 3 to 5 o'clock Eastern time every Sunday, and you can hear it on the Free Talk Live streams. So if you're listening to the Free Talk Live dial-up or broadband uh, 24-7 test streams that we've got up, you will hear Free Minds Radio at that time. Of course, if you miss it live, you can always get the podcast at freemindstv.com we continue with your phone calls. Jeremy is on the line in Indiana on the Ampline. Hello, Jeremy.
9: Hi. I wanted to talk about everyone's favorite topic, roads.
2: Oh, boy. Go ahead. The third rail of of libertarian politics.
9: Well, I think there can be some harmony. Um, I had some of the same concerns that Mark has until I remembered that voluntarism isn't about no government. It's about voluntary government and likely smaller government like Neighborhood Homeowners associations. So – Mark, you're for secession, so you believe individual state governments can link up roads, right?
2: I, I'm certain that state governments can link roads together. I, I've seen evidence.
9: Okay, and if city or county governments seceded, do you think they could link up roads?
2: <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I see where okay. he's going with this.
9: Do you think that Neighborhood Homeowners Association governments could link up with other Neighborhood Homeowners Association governments?
2: Uh, the the roads? Yes. In most cases,
9: well, problem solved.
2: There you go.
0: Problem solved. All right, Jeremy, anything else?
9: Um Well, let's remember that roads already exist. So the better discussion is probably how to transfer the roads from the corporations known as government to private ownership which would likely be even easier to figure out than starting from scratch.
2: Right. I I did make this point last night that that we already have roads and right of ways. Most roads could be expanded without too much trouble um you know maybe you know maybe that would be an area that eminent domain might have to get involved but um simply because the road is already there but, um, you know, in most cases, you wouldn't have to use any kind of force simply because the, the roads exist. Um, I, I was introduced to the idea of auction design last night and uh, did some research on this. And, what um, is it? Well, it's basically – in the case of, say, roads, um, one would uh, – like Gene, Gene alluded to it, to the idea. Gene explained it without calling it auction design, and then I looked into it, and it's essentially what he had said, which is that uh, essentially as a, a road designer, you could say, I'm going to build a road from here to here. And in the process, you say it, it's going to go through – let's see. Here's one of three choices of where the pathways the road could go. Then you send offers to the the landowners in those areas uh detailing you know what it is per square foot of or- yard of whatever of ground that it is that you wish to put this road in <laughs> um you know this is what I'm offering you for your land and and you know, make them um these offers and then each of them would would sign and their signature would say uh commit them for from one year from you know the date of commitment that they would have to sell their land. they're committed once they sign this offer and you don't, wouldn't necessarily have to take it because it would be on the um, you know, contingent that everyone sign, mm-hmm. um, and the landowner would, you know, of course, say yes or no as to whether or not they wanted to sell for that rate. Likely you'd uh, pay a bit more for land, but not significantly more, not double. Um so because there would still be competition between the three routes that the road would go. Sure. So you would, you know, you basically design these auctions that would uh, have people competing against each other for a lower rate, you know, the lower cost of their land and you wouldn't have to deal with one cantankerous jerk because you'd you'd, you'd have to deal with, you know, possi- the possibility of three cantankerous jerks. But, you know, you know, that's not likely. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. Jeremy, anything else?
0: No, that's all. Thanks for the call, dude.
2: Appreciate it. Even if you did have three um, cantankerous jerks, they'd have to compete against each other if they actually did want to sell the land.
0: Yeah, what? Well, right. I mean, it's, there's a good chance that the more landowners you're talking to, the more likely one of them is going to sell and outprice uh, out the other ones, essentially.
2: I don't know. Um, you know, I'm, I'm scared of letting go of safety nets, uh, like, you know, the the eminent the, the domain that we've had for so long, and it's a system that we've had, and, like, I don't know all the It's not the a safety net if it's your property being stolen, I'll tell you that. And um, but You mean you know, a safety net for the State for the uh the the, it is there wouldn't be much of a state. However, I do think you can design constitutions that will hold bureaucrats in. So you know I in the in the Mm. case of uh, eminent domain, for instance, you you make an eminent domain czar. He'd be one of few uh, you know public bureaucrats that would be in my government at all. Considering I only believe in cops, roads, and possibly military, but not really. Maybe that, that would be militia. So, I mean, you're only talking about cops and roads here. So, you got an elected position. You say he has to go through these steps. He has to, has to offer, you know, make these offers in this manner. His, his whole job's outlined. And, uh, you know, if it's, and then at that point, he oversees an, uh, yeah. an election where a supermajority of people would have to decide whether eminent domain would be used. If it's found that he's, uh, somehow used his power to, uh, to, uh, you know, help his friends and punish his enemies, then, As you know. He he inevitably- with for the rest of his life yeah well
0: that's a fantasy mark that you have there and good luck with you yeah well, th- yours is too buddy
3: eminent domain is not really the reason i i have some reservations about completely privatizing all roads but they're really not you know i would just as soon see eminent domain abolished and if you know if some roads are still going to be run by the state uh I, they should just be bought from property owners the government now, cannot
2: can, successfully uh, negotiate purchase from uh, from individuals i mean they're that incompetent
3: right they could they could probably delegate it to a company that would have a profit incentive
2: a small and, commission like a real estate company
3: right something like that
2: impossibility one eight hundred two five
0: nine all right i had enough of that from last night we move on to dennis in new hampshire dennis you're on free talk live dennis
10: greetings freedom fighters
0: hey dennis what's on your mind tonight
10: Hey, I wanted to give you guys an update on the voter guide situation that the Liberty Alliance was facing.
0: Okay, go ahead and uh, give, give a quick recap and then do your update.
10: Okay, so long and long short of it, the, the Liberty Alliance found out on very short notice that the uh, plan that we had of handing out voters guides to voters as they entered the polls was going to meet a lot of bureaucratic resistance for reasons that are unconstitutional, but given the time that we've got, unchallengeable realistically. So we went ahead and decided that we would put all our voters' guides into uh, newspaper inserts
11: mm-hmm.
10: and that we were kind of short on money, and I made a desperate begging plea for, for money, which you graciously allowed me to do. And I have to thank the listeners of Free Talk Live. You people really stepped up to the plate. How we do you know, How do you do know this. it was them? I, I can't guarantee for sure, but I mean, when things come out of the woodwork, like I've never heard of this guy in, you know, wherever, and he's giving money to the Liberty Alliance, I'm assuming he heard it on Free Talk Live, especially hmm. if it's 20 minutes after I mentioned it on the air. Eh,
2: probably true. And, you know, there's a lot of people that are going to move uh, for the Free State Project that are thinking, well, I'd like to help people that are there now so that there's smaller government, uh, less intrusive government when I get there
0: and even if you Absolutely. can't move and you appreciate some of the activism that's going on here there are various ways for you to get active you can get behind uh, efforts like what Dennis is involved with, uh, with over at the New Hampshire Liberty Alliance, you can also do things like support people that are uh, under attack like uh, Bill Walker who we had on the program recently there's a chip-in available for him uh, he was arrested for uh, for carrying concealed, which of course is nonsense he was open carrying in his car, but apparently that's concealed, so you can help people out that are in trouble by the uh, the state from a distance, and in addition, I know that uh, Sam from the Obscured Truth Network is going to be heading up a fund. And uh, we're going to be talking about it here. Uh, and Dennis, I'm going to bring you back. We'll continue uh, the discussion. You'll give us your update here in moments. But there's also going to be a fund for non-cooperatives, for people that are in trouble with uh, you know, possibly looking at some sort of governmental punishment or something like that for non-cooperating and for being civilly disobedient, there's going to be a fund to help those people out and to encourage them to do that sort of activism. So all kinds of ways for you to get involved even if you can't be here in person and stay tuned for more Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live. is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything if you dial toll-free. 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And it's Ian here with you. And Nick. And Martin. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are totally free, so enjoy those on us. And those features include live streams. We've got a broadband version of the show, dial-up version, webcam, all free at listen.freetalklive.com. That's listen.freetalklive.com. As we continue here, I want to tell you briefly about the Free State Project's Liberty Forum. You want to get signed up as soon as possible. Take advantage of the early bird discount rate of $199 for the one of the best liberty-oriented events you can attend all year long. freestateproject.org slash libertyforum is the place to go to get signed up to learn more about the event. I highly recommend it. I have been to the last two of two Liberty Forums, and it has been an absolute blast. Uh, this year, expecting it to be great again. In fact, uh, the list of speakers is starting to fill out. Lots of people, uh, that names that Free Talk Live listeners are going to recognize, like John Taylor Gatto, Mark Stevens, uh, Will Buchanan from the Walk for Liberty, David Berglund uh, from the uh, former Libertarian Party presidential candidate, and uh, some other names, that, uh, lots of people that we've had on the air before. Um, I'm hoping we'll see some liberty, uh, liberty-oriented luminaries, big-name people. I know Glenn Jacobs was there last year. I don't think he was speaking to anybody. Uh, but He's a big man in the liberty movement, he He is maybe the biggest man uh, in the liberty movement. You may know him as WWE's Kane, and he was there. Got him on the program. Always interesting people to talk to. If you can't make it out, you will hear free talk live broadcasting live uh, there for the entire weekend. So looking forward to that. Looking forward to socializing and networking and having dinner and going out to eat with uh, with a variety of, of different liberty-minded people. That many of them already live here in New Hampshire. A number of them are considering
3: moving. And uh, Nick, you've been to the the past couple liberty forums, if I'm not mistaken. Pretty yeah, cool, right? Yeah, it's a good time, and Porkfest is fun. It's a little bit more relaxed, but the good thing about Liberty Forum is it kind of condenses all the speakers. So if you're somebody who likes – you want to see all these luminaries and you want to hear what they have to say, you're actually going to have to pick what you want to see because there will be different events running simultaneously. But it's a great way to cram in meeting all these influential – members of the movement for liberty. I mean, it's it's just amazing how many people we can get <laughs> to to a hotel in New Hampshire. Um, in the middle of winter? Yeah, in the middle yeah. of winter. Um, not only how many speakers we can get, but how many people come to listen to those speakers. And if you're, you're not somebody who's been to New Hampshire, you haven't been to any of the Free State Project functions, and you're a libertarian, you're probably going to be a little bit overwhelmed by being surrounded by that many people who agree with you right off the bat.
0: Plus, one of the kind of the more fun things for Free Talk Live listeners is you get to meet other Free Talk Live listeners and callers. Uh, and they a, party on end of the night. They do party. Uh, there's an, a tremendous amount of Free Talk Live listeners that attend. I mean, a, a significant percentage of the attendees at the at the Liberty Forum are Free Talk Live listeners. And you'll be able to meet people like Dennis in New Hampshire. We go back to Dennis uh, from the New Hampshire Liberty Alliance and another great all-around activist here. Actually, Dennis, you, you have your own television show. It's New Hampshire Capital Access uh, and, and it airs on uh, on TV uh, stations across the state here in New Hampshire. So you're going to be there, I'm sure, right?
10: Oh, absolutely. One of the great memories I have of Liberty Forum was the last time that we had Liberty Forum, the presidential candidate, um, what's his name, McCain, was at the same hotel as us. Ugh. And my camera crew got to bird-dog him. They were kind of chasing him around, asking him questions. And they actually cornered Tom Ridge, the uh, former Homeland Security Director, and started asking him some embarrassing questions. That was so fun.
0: So, Dennis, you were calling for another reason. I just wanted to tell people to go to freestateproject.org slash forum and use the discount code 2009FTL2009FTL to get signed up um so you were calling in to give us an update uh you and the liberty uh new hampshire liberty alliance looking to give out a voter's guide and we're talking about sending it out via newspaper instead of spending uh direct mail spending way too much money on direct mail you found a really affordable way to get it done uh as an insert in a newspaper and that's kind of where you left off when you were telling us the story so go ahead that's
10: right and i did once again just thanks the uh the ftl listeners that stepped up and we i did have a few people email me and say hey you know, I want to go ahead and and give you some money. And I said, well, here, here's the link. And so that was great. We were able to get it done. Um, ye- yesterday morning, I ended up delivering 30,000 inserts um, to the the a combination of the Concord Monitor and one of the other porcupines took some of them to the Union Leader, which are the two big newspapers in the state,
11: mm-hmm.
10: box after box of these things. And I have kind of a funny story The guy who went to the printer and picked them up, brought them back to my place in in his truck to keep them overnight before we were going to take them to the newspapers in the morning. He backs up his truck to my front door, and we're kind of grunting and pulling box after box of full paper, and paper's heavy. And it turns out that the next-door neighbor – I live in a duplex – the next-door neighbor who's – I'm not 100 percent sure, but I'm pretty sure is is basically a Democrat kind of guy, a Barack Obama kind of guy. Mm -hmm. He sees us huffing all these papers back and forth. And he goes, oh, hey, you know, let me give you a hand. Well, (laughs) You don't have to do that. And he goes, oh, yeah, no problem. So there he is, you know, helping us with what is basically libertarian activist central. It was just, you know, beautiful, really.
0: And and he didn't realize that was what he was doing?
10: Not at first, but I'm sure because the boxes were all open and had all the, you know, Liberty Alliance voter guides Hmm.
0: and,
10: and stuff. So I'm, I'm sure at some point he realized, oh my God, what have I got it myself into? Which is which is neat.
0: Well, Dennis, so. keep up the good work out there. Anything else you wanted to share tonight? Uh, nope, that's pretty much it. Very Thanks, good. Appreciate hearing from you as always, Dennis, with uh, New Hampshire Liberty Update. There, eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. There's just not activism uh, anywhere going on anywhere else in this country that, that like you're seeing here in New Hampshire. It's an amazing group of people. Well, doing there might be activism things. going
2: on, but it's not activism for liberty. This is true. Yeah, this that's, is true. The, the Greenies might be out there in San Francisco doing this level of activism, however... Well, they are looking to legalize
0: prostitution out in San Francisco. I did have a story about that. I don't know if we'll have a chance to get to it tonight, because the phones are loaded up, and that's what this show is about. It's about your phone calls. So, you know, here and there, you'll see something that, it's probably not necessarily uh, liberty-oriented people that are uh, spearheading them, but they may be involved. Uh, Certainly there are different people that have interests in, for instance, legalizing marijuana or prostitution, Uh, but it's always nice to see those efforts happening elsewhere. Of course, we'll start to see those efforts here in New Hampshire, and just the, the, the variety of things that you can do is tremendous. I mean in uh, San Francisco that's probably all you've got is the prostitution uh, ballot initiative in Massachusetts you've got the marijuana legalization yeah, the, the income repeal. tax repeal. So there's some there's some occasional things that'll pop up here and there but here in New Hampshire you really have to pick and choose. There are so many different activism opportunities uh, both inside the system and market-based. It's it can be a little overwhelming. It's 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 actually Kind of tough sometimes to decide where to go and what to do, and that problem will uh, only uh, only become greater. And it's a good problem to have. So, eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. We continue with Dan in Pennsylvania on the amp line. Hello, Dan. Hello. Hey, what's on your mind tonight?
12: Well, eminent uh, domain, and I know you guys are tired of talking about this, but I have a point that I don't think was brought up yet. Okay, sure. And, and it's the idea. Well, first of all, my uh, my point of view is ethical. I do believe that we should oppose eminent domain for ethical reasons. However, I can argue against it from a completely consequentialist point of view. Uh, First of all, how does anyone determine what you need as far as roads? You know, just because somebody would like to go from point A to point B doesn't mean we need it any more than, you know, I would like to have a bigger house and I would like to annex my neighbor's property. And maybe there would be a whole lot of social utility from that because I'm more productive than my neighbor. But that doesn't give me the right to the property, build more house.
0: I'd say, uh, I'd say you're right about that. So whose needs are we talking about, and why are their needs greater than the needs of the person that actually owns the and property? And are the needs or just one? Indeed, indeed. Did you have more? Yes. Hang on, Dan. We'll bring you back. 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI told Freeline, you can bring up anything. That's the point of the program, and that's why we call it Free Talk Live. This
5: program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com.
0: This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up anything. If you dial toll-free to 1-800-259-9231, the Sakel CAI toll-free line, it's Ian here with you. Yeah, Nick. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site, they're totally free, so enjoy those on us. They include the wiki. You can get interactive with over 1,800 pages created by listeners just like you. Just head over to wiki.freetalklive.com see what it's all about. That's wiki, W-I-K-I, .freetalklive.com.
2: Free Talk Live is sponsored by Sakel CAI. They're our major sponsor. If you have a business or you know somebody who has a business, uh, the accounts receivable department's giving you a little trouble right about now, which, you know, the economy being the way it is, it can be a lot of trouble. Contact SACL CAI. They do a great job. They uh, they don't break anybody's kneecaps. They treat treat your customers with respect. You can see their banner at freetalklive.com. It's on the top right-hand portion of the page.
0: We continue uh, with Dan in Pennsylvania. Dan, you're on the amp line.
2: Are you oh, there? Oh, hi.
12: Um, Go ahead, sir. I started to make my point uh, before about how, you know, when you're talking about a you know consequentialist idea about it would be better if the government had the power to seize land for roads because we might need roads, but, you know, who's to determine what need is? And when you give the government the power to do something, you're guaranteed to get a whole lot of it. I mean, you know, the Soviet Union, they had the power to seize roads, and now, you know, they have thousands upon thousands of miles of roads that we don't need, hmm. and I guarantee you that if... Uh, If we didn't have the government that we've had, uh, for example, if they didn't, you know, claim ownership to all of the land, basically, that isn't homesteaded, if they had let homesteading to progress naturally, if they hadn't subsidized the building of cities, if they hadn't subsidized the building of roads, then we would have had a slowly, you know, slow and even expansion, which would make this whole discussion about, well, we need roads. You know, because it's so, so vital for commerce, it would have made this discussion moot. Because you wouldn't have these huge, major, concentrated uh, sites of industry with massive amounts of space in between them. That's just not natural, and it all comes from subsidy and the government not letting people homestead the land in a
0: natural fashion. Not to mention zoning so,
2: and other controls and things like that. That case may be, but however, we are stuck with the world we have, um, and you know that nothing's going to change that, so we sort of have to uh, have a system that works within that.
0: But I think his point is very valid, and that is, well, who are these bureaucrats to be able to make decisions about where roads should be placed? Wouldn't marketplace actors be far better at, uh, at allocating those resources? I would agree. Dan? And
12: th- there's another thing that... Uh, if you, if you give the government the power to create roads, like I said, you're going to get a lot of roads. And that land is – will not even to create roads, but even to seize the, the land for roads. You're going to get a lot of land seized, seized for roads that the market would probably have determined – would have been more productive in another fashion. I think I think and that last so, part
0: is correct, but I don't know if the first part is. I don't know if when the government's in charge of roads, you'll get a lot of them because it takes them a long damn time to get a road built. I remember they were uh, back in Sarasota, they were uh, where I used to live. They were talking about putting a road through. Uh, there was over by my parents' neighborhood, and they, I remember going to a meeting about this. It's one of those public meetings that they're required to have when they're going to be stealing people's property and stuff. Uh, so they went to the, uh, I remember going to this meeting and them talking about how, oh, there's a 10 year plan here, and, and by the time I moved out, of uh, sarasota in 2006 i remember being a little kid when i went and uh, went to this meeting so i think it was much longer than 10 years they had actually begun construction on putting that road through so yeah i don't know if i agree with that part they seem to take their sweet damn time when it comes to putting a road through but yeah, it's always over cost and uh, unnecessarily expensive
12: no no, I, i completely agree with you i i should have said you'll get a lot more roads than than you need and if, you, if the only power you give the government is to cede, seize lands for roads, they will redefine the word roads to mean just about everything else. Because, well, you know, when you, have a, when you have an organization with a monopoly on force, that's what they do. They expand their power. And make generations, but it'll happen.
0: You're correct. And one of the other points someone else had made in the past about government-owning roads is it essentially becomes a control grid. I mean, it allows the government police to go pretty much anywhere and harass pretty much anybody, as long as they don't live in a private neighborhood that could somehow bl- block them from entrance. And so it's one of the reasons why the government police are so um, effective at, uh, at g- coming after innocent people is because, well, they own the roads and they can pretty much go wherever they want. Certainly it would be a different story if uh, if they didn't to own those roads and would only be able to go where they had permission to go. Yep. Thanks, Dan, for the call. Good hearing from you. 800-259-9231. That's the cycle CAI toll-free line. If I had to pick, though, if I had to choose between government roads and government police, which would I choose? I'd choose the, the roads in a heartbeat because the roads can't hurt you.
2: It would seem to me that government police... Uh, um, yeah. I, I think that government police probably have a more legitimate role than even roads. I think that, uh, you know, we've talked we've talked about and how roads could be built by the free market. I just don't know whether you could have justice administered from the free market. I just don't know how it could happen. I mean, Go when read you're The Market for
0: Liberty. It's an excellent book. You can get it free at book.freetalklive.com. It seems unlikely
2: to me that criminals um, you know, would willingly uh, take punishments without uh, having guns pointed at them. And that's what the government does. Well, it depends. Guns.
0: I mean, if you're talking about a violent person, then, yeah, you're probably going to have to lock that person up for the, the sake of uh, the, the safety of people. But if you're talking about somebody that did something uh, by mistake or you know, uh, is is an upstanding member of society, and they're Hopefully not a, a mass Hopefully we don't lock too
2: many people up um, in America that have made a mistake. Um, if, if you're talking about, uh, you know, like something from negligence, an accident. You made a mistake. It wasn't an accident. That's true, but I you made a mistake. Willing, you know, I, was, I was there willingly. I didn't, you know, I, I didn't kill anybody, but, uh, you know, my circumstances was I put myself there willingly. You're not the only person who's been in a similar situation, though. One eight hundred two five nine
0: ninety two thirty one. We continue. I here. consider my
2: time in prison to have been constructive. That's good. You might
0: as well look at it that way, and uh, you should stay positive as much as you possibly can. We continue with uh, Zach on the line in North Carolina. Zach, you are on Free Talk Live.
13: Hey, hey. Um, evening, gentlemen.
0: Hey, what's on your mind tonight?
13: Uh, I just wanted to call out two things real quick. Um, first, the IHS uh, seminars that yes. have been advertising. Um, I actually got to go to one this summer. I went to the same one that they're hosting over spring break, Liberty and Society.
2: Um, I don't know that they're necessarily – I don't know the names of which ones they're uh, uh, hosting during uh, spring break. I I can't tell you that. Zach sounds like he knows. I
13: I checked the website earlier today, um, and it is an amazing opportunity to meet a lot of good people with um, – primarily like-minded individuals but you had the um, a broad range from um your small government republicans to mm-hmm. your pretty hardcore uh, market anarchist and Austrian economist of different stripes um and it was just an amazing uh, experience, and so, I encourage anybody that can to go.
2: You enjoyed yourself, can uh, like it, looking from almost a year now, uh, what kind of besides learning things, did you get any kind of networking opportunities? anything come out of it that uh, that you can think of?
13: Absolutely. I work heavily with the Bureaucrash Activist Network, and uh, Good folks got, there. We did a lot of recruiting there. Um, we gave out you know bureaucrash uh, contraband T-shirt every day. But, um, a lot of the people I've met I'm still friends with local activists or regional activists, and um even like we found someone to translate a lot of the bureaucratic stuff into Romanian there mm-hmm. wow um we've um I've got a friend who I met there that's working on starting an online uh austrian uh Austrian economic dictionary and so yeah it's a just a great experience
0: neat. Neat. So you would recommend that people go to uh libertarian – wait, that was libertarian internship. Was it a seminar or an internship that you went to? I'm confused. It was one of the the seminars. Okay, so com is where people can go. There are going to be a couple of them going on here. Uh, you can apply to attend a seminar at the University of California, Santa Cruz from March 7th through 12th or at Emory University in Atlanta from March 14th through the 19th. And in addition to the fact that the participation being free, uh, also you get provided with housing and meals during the conference. I mean, that's, that's pretty cool. I mean, how much did you have to lay out uh, personally in order to go and attend one of these things?
13: Uh, just the gas money from my house out to the uh, college.
2: They seem Pretty to cool. do everything for you. there. Uh, everything but wipe your nose for you. That's a perfect opportunity,
0: yep. and I'm glad you called to recommend it. And I thank you for uh, for sharing your story because it's. All, I mean, it's nice for Ian and Mark to sit here and talk about what the the copy points the nice people at the IHS have given us, but to actually hear a, a testimonial from somebody who's been and has uh, glowing things to say is even better. So take Zach's advice. If you are, uh, is this only for college
2: kids, too, Mark? Pretty much for college kids.
0: If you're in college, go to LibertarianSeminars.com and get involved in this. More on the way. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything. Just dial toll-free, 800-259-9231, the SACL-CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. You can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are totally free, so enjoy those on us. And if you like the show and you'd like to help promote Free Talk Live, you can do that by going to promote.freetalklive.com. Learn about all the variety of different ways that we have for you to help Free Talk Live. For instance, get on more radio stations, bring new Internet listeners on board. You can do it all by going to promote dot dot com as we continue with your phone calls that's what the show's about, so we'll talk to David in Florida on the amp line Hello david
6: hey hey david um I wanted to uh I wanted to talk about the national Honor society
0: yes, uh it was a I call was we had president. in the very beginning of the show that brought that up uh go ahead with your thoughts
6: yeah, I was the president of the national honor society while while I was at, in high school and um it is a private uh, national organization that, um, uh, um, it's an honorary society that recognizes the achievements of high school age kids in public schools and private schools. And um, in order to become a member of the National Honor Society, you need to be nominated by another member of the National Honor Society.
11: Mm-hmm.
6: And you have to fill out an application, which it seems odd to me that someone um, who apparently has such disdain for it, would bother to fill out an application for the National Honor Society. Yeah, well, (laughs) I mean, it it was clear that... uh, One could leave the National Honor Society at any time. I mean, there's there's nothing keeping you there. What's the benefit of being a member of the National Honor Society?
2: I'm sorry, what's the benefit of being a member of the National Honor Society?
6: Uh, It's kind of like something neat to put on your resume, just, you know, um, to let people know that you have... Um, achieve the recognition of of um, mainly teachers that are members of the National Honor Society but it doesn't have to be teachers um, and it's just something to let people know that you have um, impressed people
0: yeah I think that he was bringing it up just to uh just to bring up kind of the the attitude that a lot of people within the educational system have about their product, which is what what it is i mean it's essentially the education people promoting their product um and you know the idea that educated people are better than and the rest. as far
2: as your resume goes it's it's really only good uh, you know the, the national honor society is really only good to get you to the next level In of college. education yeah. um cuz yeah, once you correct. have that completed your final le- level of education and go get a real job they don't care if you remember the national honor society
6: i don't necessarily agree i mean you don't? um you if care. you have um uh, from your college education there's also a national honor society it's called phi beta kappa actually there are many national honor societies but the you know, the um, the general one is called Phi Beta Kappa, and um, that's actually kind of a prized um, honor given to students who have achieved, usually across curriculum, they, they not only have achieved in their uh, discipline, whatever their major is, but also in, in, um, in other fields as well. Is that a fraternity? And, um, I, excuse me?
2: Is it a fraternity?
6: It is an honorary fraternity, yes. Meaning, um, do they drink? Well,
2: I guess my question is, is, do these people hang out at college together? Or do, I mean, do they have a fraternity nope. house?
6: Nope, nope, not like that. It's an honorary society, and um, you're nominated um, Phi Beta Kappa. You um, you don't have to fill out an application, but... Um, I would guess, so do you, you
2: think it would be about as relevant um, at getting a job after getting out of college as being, say, an Eagle Scout?
6: No. No, it's it's uh, more prestigious than being Eagle Scout.
2: How do you know that? Wow. I think there's some Eagle Scouts that are about right, about loading their guns to come get you right about that. now. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> no, Eagle Scout is, no, is pretty hard to get. It's more
6: prestigious for an, a, a potential employer. Um, How do you know Are that? you talking
2: and, about? I mean, I can have a smart employee who doesn't show up to work on time. Uh, that, I don't know what you're uh, was suggesting here. <laughs> well, I'll bet I you guess, there's far fewer Eagle Scouts in America than. I'll bet. Hold on, before I'm done, I'll bet you there are far fewer Eagle Scouts in America than there are an in N H S. Well,
3: certainly, if you're applying, if if you're going into an academic field, it's going to hold some weight. I mean, if you're going to be a mathematician, that's, that's certainly going to hold some sway with your employer. If you're going to go work in sales or managing a retail store, that's, it's probably not going to have that much weight. But there are a lot of people who do go into academic fields. So I would, yeah. You know, obviously there's something to be said for if you're going to go to college, you might as well achieve academic honors. I mean,
0: right. I could tell you that if I were if I were hiring I somebody, concur. If, if I were hiring somebody and I saw in their resume Eagle Scout and then I had another resume that said Phi Beta, whatever the hell. Well, that's because
2: you don't know. But right, well,
0: I don't know. And <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Only the people that actually know what the Phi Beta uh, National Honors thing is would actually have any value to it. To me, I would look at that and see, oh, he went to college and drank.
2: Great. Well, I mean, it, it does show what kind of uh, cretins we are, but uh, you know, the fact <laughs> is, Eagle Scouts are highly res- respected members of society. I mean, to say that anyone's more, you know, any, any um, recognition above the Medal of Honor winner is more respected than Eagle Scout is one hell of a statement. Go ahead, Dan, or uh, David.
0: Uh,
6: I'm sorry. If, if if you want a job, um, I don't know, um, climbing trees or, or being a forest ranger. I mean, Eagle Scout is definitely the way to go. You definitely want that Eagle Scout. Could you Scout, give out your you know, address uh, so that Could
2: you could you give out your address so if, the Eagle Scouts could come a, get you? You know,
6: if you're getting a professional job, you want uh, professional uh, credentials, and and Phi Beta Kappa is one of those professional credentials, very much like National Honor Society
0: membership. I've is. never heard so like said, of such a thing, a, and I've heard of Eagle Scouting.
6: If you don't want to participate in it, there is no one that will force you to, to, um, to become a member of Phi Beta Cabra or, or the National Honor Society. If you don't like it, if you think it's dumb, if you think it wouldn't look good on your resume because you, you think Eagle Scout is the way to go, hey. No one's forcing you to take oh, it. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Sure. I, I'm
2: not disparaging your organization. I, I still can't remember the name of it. But Five Beta, <laughs> Phi Beta I got Kappa. That part. Phi Beta Kappa. There you go. I, I, I'm not disparaging your organization. What I was saying was, is, is it going to be about as relevant to an employer as putting down Eagle Scout? To me, to me no. that was a compliment. It, I was asking you a question, and to me that was a compliment. And then to say that it would be more important than uh, Eagle Scout, I felt was, wow, that's that's really a heck of a statement. I'm not willing to say that it's not more important to a certain employer out there. Some, it, 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 it sure must be. Um, I'm going to tell you it's not going to be tree trimmers, uh, but anyway. That, no, I,
6: of course not. I mean, but you wouldn't need that kind of. You wouldn't need that kind of credential if you wanted to be a tree trimmer. All you'd have to do is show you couldn't fall off a ladder or something. I don't know exactly what sort of a credentials a tree trimmer would need, but...
0: Thank you, David. Appreciate hearing from you. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. That's the SACL C A I toll free line. I think I heard a tinge in there of uh, what Alex was getting at earlier—the idea that uh, you know, well, we've got our National Honor Society, and we're better than even the Eagle Scouts. Well, the, yeah. You,
3: <laughs> yeah, I These are—I mean, if you're going to study that hard, you're—you probably are going for an academic field. Honestly, I most of the people I knew who are in like the National Honor Society were looking at doing something in a science-related field or something like that. They they weren't really looking to go to college and do a business major. So I think that for certain things, certainly you you want to have high honors. I, in I'm not ready and to go after
2: the guy because I I haven't been to college. and I don't know enough about this stuff, and and I'm probably I'm sh- we, like I said, we're showing that we're cretins. However, I would like to talk about the PhD um, uh, that that I know who says uh, you really need NHS membership for your college application. Anyone who puts it on a job application is a douchebag. Um, <laughs> and and our uh, our uh, our Linux server uh, guy who you know that 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 you know are well educated college educated uh yes. techno geek guy he says uh phi beta cap is important it shows future government leeches they're the future professors and lawyers government research scientists too phi beta cap is big in academia so yeah so i mean apparently there's two very well educated very libertarian guys who say you know phi beta cap <laughs> not so much in the real world Sorry, David. 800 259. I think that, but I do agree that if you're going to be in academia, you might as well get yeah, the you honors. Yeah. And I, I, when the other caller, and I don't remember his name either, um, called Alex. in saying that the National Honor Society, uh, you know, I mean, you, he, he says he's not going to the thing. Well, fine, then don't go. That's kind of what we said about it. I don't want to attack either one of these guys. I don't want to create any enemies, and I especially don't want to create any enemies with the Eagle Scouts.
0: <laughs> That's true. Oh, they'll tie you in a knot, and you'll never get out. one eight hundred two five nine That is the Seikles CAI toll-free line. You can bring up anything. Phone lines loaded up. If you are on the line, we will get to you. Plus, still to come here, whether it's tonight or tomorrow night, we're going to tell you about a few octogenarian ladies that you need to know about. If you don't think that you live in a police state... Wait until you hear these stories. One woman arrested for taking a ball from a child. Arrested for that. Uh, we'll actually <laughs> Damn she didn't kids from my lawn. That's exactly what it was. She actually didn't take the ball from the kids. The ball was in her lawn. It was her ball at that point. Uh, and no, it th- wasn't. Well, we'll talk about that. And then we'll also get to the uh, 83-year-old woman who we're going to have on the program tomorrow night, right at the beginning of the show... Who is under fire from the local zoning bureaucrats? The code enforcement department—they're threatening to throw her in a jail cell if she doesn't reconvert her garage into—or her what is now a bedroom—back into a garage. We'll have her on the program. Uh, a very heroic octogenarian lady, and of course, uh, hour number three is coming up. Your phone calls about anything. This is Free Talk Live.
14: This November, support the real libertarian. Support George Phillies for president. George wants Uncle Sam out of your wallet, bedroom, and gun locker. This November, send Henry Paulson and those congressional bailout crooks a message. Vote libertarian. In New Hampshire, vote Phillies for president. Donate at choosegeorge.org. That's choosegeorge.org.
10: Paid for by Phillies 2008. This is George Phillies, libertarian for president. I approved of this message.
0: This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything. We're launching into hour number three of the program. You can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number at 1-800-259-9231. This is CAI toll-free line for you. It's Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site, they're totally free, so enjoy those on us at freetalklive.com. As we continue taking your phone calls about whatever you want, And we continue. We'll talk to Stephen in Colorado. Stephen, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello there. Hey,
14: um, you know, I I started in my I guess you could say activism uh, because I I was an atheist. I became an atheist, and uh, I was really concerned, you know, with uh, with the Christians infiltrating government and turning it into uh, turning the nation into a. A theocracy and all that that business, and um, and a lot of atheists. I would say most atheists, by far, are uh, liberal Democrats. Uh, um, quite a number of them are are uh, socialists and outright communists.
11: Mm-hmm.
14: And um, <clears throat> a, a dirty curse word was social Darwinism. Um, you know, atheists uh, obviously, uh, by and large, are Darwinists. Um, and then when we d- debate either formally, uh, formally or casually. With with Christians, with uh, um, I shouldn't say Christians, but uh, rather with uh, young Earth creationists about um, evolution, uh, they will try to hang the uh, social Darwinist moniker on us. Uh, and what is social Darwinism? Anymore. Social Darwinism is the uh, the notion that you should basically let uh well you see i'm i'm just kind of learning about it now and I, that's kind of what i was going to get to basically you should let society and people be you should let individuals be sort of ignore the state and let this you know the state shouldn't be involved with our personal social and economic lives okay um and and now to me all these years later obviously this makes great and wonderful sense uh back then now that was just uh, a horrible idea. And uh, and Herbert Spencer uh, was just a, a monster of a human. Now, if you ask the average atheist who is a uh, liberal Democrat, he has no idea of anything about Herbert Spencer. I just thought Herbert Spencer was a monster. Do you guys know anything about Herbert Never Spencer? Never heard of him. Who is he? Um, well, I was listening. I, I downloaded a debate. I drive a lot. I've mentioned before. So I downloaded this debate. Just kind of, uh, it was a debate about um, uh, the the historicity of uh, Jesus uh, of Nazareth, and um, the guys kind of went off on a tangent. The debaters did, um, started talking about atheism in general, and um, the the Christian guy said, "Oh yeah, well, you know what? If you if if you accept Darwinism, then that that's the direct road from Darwin Darwin to Spencer, to Nietzsche, to." To Lenin To Hitler and, and I said No no that's wrong Herbert Spencer was a social Darwinist And uh, he was a, a Somewhat of a Spoonerite uh, Lysander Spooner that is And I, I was very stunned When I actually divested myself Of the whole, uh, the whole Liberal Democrat thing uh, And actually read about uh, Herbert Spencer Very surprised to find out That he was actually a pacifist um, he wasn't for put loading people on goat trains and uh, cooking them in ovens and or anything like this. He he was uh, he he believed in the primacy of the individual. Uh, he was against the uh, the state meddling in human affairs and uh, and so forth. And uh, Herbert Spencer's a curse word. I just wonder if you guys had heard of him well, and uh, had heard any of this
3: stuff. I had heard. I know that there are there were some. Actually, political progressives who did use Darwinism as a justification for programs like eugenics. So they actually yeah. they favored forcible state intervention, and in that case, uh, either sterilization or extermination of people that they they personally felt but that's, were not not darwinism. that's not Darwinism. <laughs> but it is darwinism
2: no no it isn't oh, the, the simple fact that
3: i can kill
2: you doesn't mean
3: that that's no, that's not it, it nature is, killing it, it, you. it is it is darwinism but without any kind of ethical restraints in darwinism it is a state of nature in which if you can do it there's no constraint on let it let the if strong you can, survive i mean if you can bash your neighbor's brains out and take his stuff and that will benefit you there's no morality in I, I, at least in the way some people view darwinism yeah, I see what you're if you can kill him and that benefits you and makes it more likely that you can reproduce and spread your seed that's all fine and dandy uh, where i think you need to draw the line is i you know i'm a darwinist i believe that that's you know evolution is the way that species emerged that doesn't mean sure. that you have to suspend any kind of restraint on human activity i mean that i don't think that justifies people morality works right you don't need to People are, that doesn't justify stealing from people simply because you can do it, um, or killing people because you can do it. So the the mm-hmm. term was misused by some people who were actually political progressives, and I think that's where, uh, ironically, now it's actually progressives who tend to use the term social Darwinist as, as a negative connotation, and what they're actually talking about is just freedom, which isn't...
14: Well, right. if, if you listen to a... if you just go on... Uh, uh, uh the, um golly I wish I could think of the guy's name right now he's a uh, and I'm not going to waste airtime looking it up uh but there's a there's a few guys who if you look for their podcasts uh infidel guy Reginald Finley is one of them um they they'll they debate they're like these atheist guys who who debate Christians that's what they do um and uh they uh, they I think I did that Christians when I was 16 and, Yeah sure of course uh um, and and they um, and the Christians will always say, so, oh, you're you're a you're a biological Darwinist. Why then, go, by golly, you have to accept social Darwinism? And they'll use that as a hammer. And then the atheists will say, no, 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 I'm not a social Darwinist. You see what I mean? And and I tell you what, I'm homeschooling my daughter, and she is by golly going to learn about Herbert Spencer because the man was brilliant. Far from the monster that I learned that he was, he he was he was a a, a humble. Genius is what he was, and 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 quite a nice man from from my readings. I mean, I'm not a pacifist uh, by any means. I believe in self-defense, where mm-hmm. pacif- pacifists don't. But uh, I think the pacifists are have to be the nicest people in the world.
0: <laughs> they sure. I've met some pacifists, and they're great folks. There's no doubt about it. Stephen, I thank you for your uh, for your call tonight. Right. Appreciate hearing from you at eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Yeah, it's not a world I'm really involved in. You know the the <laughs> the idea that atheists want to get out and debate Christians. What's the point of that? Like, they're well, happy being Christians. Let them be Christians. Right. If
3: you're an atheist, you're happy being an atheist. Just leave them alone. There's that same compulsion to to evangelize, I think, that a lot of Christians feel. Well, uh, people feel that they have the correct answer and they need to... Save the, compre- the Christians? Right, save them from their beliefs. <laughs> but if you don't believe in a god... It does seem a little bit the counterintuitive. Po- yeah, the point? Sometimes
2: Why? emotionally, I'll feel sort of hurt from my uh, p- past Christian experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just the, the the guilt that goes along with the with the religion itself. Yeah. And I feel like lashing out a bit, and I usually do it in a form of logically you know, picking apart the religion. I, I don't uh, point to you know science or anything like that because you can't communicate usually with uh, people that are, are talking to you about the Bible from yeah. the point of view of science. So, you know, you're just talking two different languages. Yeah, they don't want to hear. Um, so I usually point you know, point out that uh, I, I think that there, there's a logical fallacy in this whole idea of Christianity. However, I do believe in a God.
0: one eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one, 259 9231 The SACL CAI toll free line. As we continue, we'll talk to Niall in Utah on the Amp line. Hello, Niall. Hey,
15: gentlemen. Hey, I'm what's... A very well educated, and I can say for certain that I'm better than all of you. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha! yeah well No. seriously though guys i I got my undergrad in history and anthropology. I tried very hard to go into the honor society, graduated from loud um went on to grad school, got my master's in history, ended up speaking four languages, and so I'm very proud to say that now I clean carpets,
0: yeah, how are those four languages doing for you out there in Utah?
15: It's <laughs> awesome because I can swear in four languages that nobody knows.
0: yeah, that's a good point. You won't offend the Mormons that way,
15: yeah. Well, uh, that's not what I'm calling about tonight. Uh, I went I went out and uh, applied for my passport, my first passport today. Hmm. And it ended up costing me, oh, something like 150 to $200 all pulled. Fast-tracked? Pictures and this, this, all this kind of crap like that. And I had to go get my uh, birth certificate and uh, my spleen and... Uh, now, wait I think a minute. The,
0: the, they wanted. the $250 or whatever, is that? did you pay for the fast tracking? Did you pay for the expedited processing? No, that's
15: the basic fee now, apparently.
0: That's standard?
15: That's standard, yeah.
0: Wow. Uh, I don't know if that's what you were calling. If you had more, hang on. 800 259 9231, the SACL CAI toll free line. You can bring up whatever you want. This is your program if you take control of the airwaves via that toll free number. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up what you want if you dial toll-free to 1-800-259-9231, the SACL-CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site, they're free, so enjoy those including the bulletin board system. Over 400,000 posts, there's a lot to talk about there, and it's all free over at bbs.freetalklive.com.
2: That's bbs.freetalklive.com. According to the Computer Privacy Handbook, Normal Internet technology is the most comprehensive surveillance system ever invented. Put a stop to email snooping with an easy-to-use email alternative. Privacyharbor.com, because normal email is not secure. That's Privacyharbor.com. They have a free email account that you can, uh, well, not only try out. I mean, it's, it's free forever. Uh, it's just limited in the amount of emails you can send per month. But they'll be completely private. Privacyharbor.com.
0: Okay, well, my phone's just blew up, so I don't know what happened to Niall. He was on hold as long as well as some other guy, and they both just dropped at the same time, so it might have been technical difficulties. Apologies to anybody that lost their connection. In the meantime, we go to your phone calls about what you want, and we talk to Ken in New Jersey. Ken, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Nick, and Mark. Ken? Yeah. Here's, hey, you're on the air.
8: Oh, boy. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm so, I'd like to just say thank you so much for, um, uh, uh, opening my eyes to everything that's going on, Alex.
0: Um, sorry, you're not talking to Alex. You're on Free oh, Talk Live with Ian, Nick, and Mark. Oh, I'm What's on sorry. your mind tonight, Ken?
8: I'm sorry. Um, well, what's on my mind is not this thing that happened in 9 11.
0: And what thing um, is that, sir?
8: With the, uh, the, the fin- financial district over in New York. Uh, like it. The attack happened there in New York. It, it happened with our finances. Now that it's the financial situation that's happening now today, uh, it's like coincides with everything that happened back in nine eleven.
2: You think they're related?
8: Definitely. I mean, definitely because... How so? It, how so? Um, because, let's face it, the Twin Towers were a... Um,
2: um, mm. Financial mecca?
8: Right, financial mecca like uh, 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 of, of the well supposed to be of the world, but basically of New York because it didn't turn out to be such a trading uh, spot as they thought it was going to, from what I understand. But all the money that was there, all the gold that was in that building, all the finance—it was just the financial mecca. Then it, when it when that collapsed, it was like everything collapsed with it. And uh, I was going through all these videos that I have at home because when 9-11 happened, the first thing I did was turn on all my video machines, and I started copying a lot of stuff that was uh, had to do with the news. And I was going through that just recently, and all of a sudden it dawned on me when they, they kept flashing from the Twin Towers to the stock market, Twin Towers to the stock market. And I'm saying it's like they're telling us the Twin Towers are going to fall. This is a prelude to our
0: stocks are going to fall eventually. <laughs> it sounds like you're reading a a hell of a lot into some news coverage. I don't know there. how anyone
2: could have guessed that from the uh, the, 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 the 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 occurrences on 9 11 that uh, the stocks were going to fall. I mean, I, I suppose one can retrospectively look and say. Hmm.
3: These are somehow related, but I I don't know. You know, it's it's a if Not it's a sure prophecy. That there is a causal connection, though. I mean, I think a lot it relates a lot more to monetary policy, which nine eleven didn't really impact. I mean, in, influenced our foreign policy certainly, but nine eleven didn't really impact our monetary policy. Actually, the monetary decisions were made before September eleventh, back in the nineties under Greenspan, that really precipitated the crisis. So, any other thoughts there? Ken?
8: It just, uh, you know, I don't know. It just seemed to, like, I don't know. It just seems to correspond to yeah. me.
0: Well, there you go. Thanks for the call. 800-259-9231. That is the Sekel CAI toll-free line. My board operator pointing out here interesting fact about Ken is that he, when he picked up the phone, he said, Thank you, Alex. He thought he was listening to a different radio program, but he was on hold listening to Free Talk Live for 45 minutes before he actually came on the air with us. Incredible. He didn't pick up the fact that he wasn't listening to Free Talk Live. In fact, he was told when he called the show, it was very uh, specifically made clear to him that he was calling Free Talk Live. You so, just can't
2: communicate with some people.
0: So this is the this. I mean, so let's 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 look at what Ken's mentality is here, where he is telling us that you know he's, he's seeing a connection. There's a connection. Uh, he's reviewed all of his videos from that he uh, recorded on his various different VHS decks on 9-11, and he's found that there's a connection between nine eleven and the financial crisis. But yet he couldn't even right. pick up on the fact that he was listening to Free Talk Live on hold after he had <laughs> been told by the board operator he was listening to Free Talk Live. Not that, well, the powers of observation may be a little lacking in this one. Thanks, Ken, though, for the call. Appreciate it. 800-259- 9231. You can bring up anything. And we will talk to Paula, someone who does pay attention to the show she's listening to. Paula, you're on Free Talk Live.
16: Yeah, hi, hon. What they show coming... are you
0: listening to, Paula?
16: I'm not listening to anything.
0: Oh, geez. But Never anyway, mind. I was, I was trying to give you a compliment.
16: But anyway, there's so many people need to think about, okay? Right now, the president is in over there in Europe, okay? The he G-8 should stay there.
0: Why doesn't he just well, the stay there? Is,
16: thing is, you're talking about your free state project? Yeah. How is this going to happen? See, Paula
0: does listen. See, you're trying to pretend like you don't listen, Paula, but we know you do. Otherwise, you wouldn't know about the free state project.
16: Oh, I've heard about it a long time ago. But anyway, the thing is, what's going to happen to it when he puts us in with this global government?
0: What's going to happen to what? To Europe? What's
16: going to happen? I mean, like, you know, you you talk about your free state project. That's not going to happen once we get to this new world government.
2: Paula, I'm counting on you to contact George and tell him to to, to keep us out (laughs) of this world. I'm
16: shooting him out regularly. Well, but uh, anyway, the thing I just uh, sent him a note the other day and shoot him out. But anyway, uh, the thing is, this is what he's in the process of doing right now.
0: Do you have George's cell phone number? I mean, how do you get in touch with him when he's in Europe?
16: I, I've got his fax number right to his desk.
0: But that's not, he can't get it in Europe.
16: No, I'm in here.
0: Okay? I see. I see. He's got a I'm fax on Air Force One, too. This is true. Well,
16: people need to understand that he's right now in the process of changing our money, okay? And they're also—he's already signed the North American Union papers, okay? So I mean, I've heard he's already been with the EU on this. So
0: we're just—we're just waiting for the uh, the hat to drop on the North American Union. And it's good to go. The blue helmet. Yeah. The... Well, the thing
16: is, I mean, like I told him, I said you bring you bring this, and I said our family brought the first civil war. I said I'll bring another one.
0: Really? You're gonna bring it on who? <laughs> Who are you going to bring I was it on? I'm
16: pissed off. I'd shoot him out. But anyway... Uh, Paula.
0: Oh, my gosh. Paula getting violent. Uh, <laughs> no, you know, it's it's obvious it. you can't
16: communicate with this guy of, any other way. I, I, I've had enough of him. Okay? I mean, he's mentally ill anyway. But the thing is... I thought he, he was just, your family. Well, he is. Yeah, he's my cousin. But anyway...
2: Uh, <laughs> family members can be mentally ill. <laughs>
16: Oh, there's a lot of mental in the family. Jay's just as bad off as the rest hey, of us. Hey,
0: Nick, have you had a call from
2: Paula yet on uh, Free Minds Radio? Uh, we have not. I'm surprised about that. Paula, <laughs> isn't J- Jesus was but, in I your family? Paula, Paula Jesus was in your family too, right? Huh? Jesus was in your family too, right? Huh? What are you getting at, Mark? Yeah,
16: the Merovingian bloodline, yeah.
2: What are you, what is is you Jesus mentally ill? Was Jesus mentally ill? No. I just wanted to know. That's not nice. I mean, he's I'm just like asking, it, What? Okay, all right. He's she said there was a lot of mental illness. What
0: about Australia?
16: I said he's got over 1,000 kids just in Australia. Jesus does? Yep.
0: Only 1,000? There's a lot of people that live in Australia. Why? The
16: the third of the people here are all one family.
2: Here in America?
16: Yeah. That's how big the family is here.
2: So he's got several uh, hundred mil. He's got a hundred million here in America, yeah. but only a thousand in Australia. Yeah. isn't it yeah. possible
0: that everyone is actually related, Paula? In that, uh, oh yeah, we're, we're, we're all, all... his kids. We're all cousins. Well, I don't know about all that, but I mean, in that you know, we're all essentially atoms. We're mass, sort of uh, transitioning between uh, various different states. We've got uh, we we can lose electrons and particles and stuff like that, and we're all inter- interconnected. Is no. that possible? No? No. Okay. Thanks, Paula, for the call. 800-259-9231, the Sekel CAI toll-free line. I know I missed some of the the sciencey stuff up there, but those quantum physicists certainly know some interesting stuff. More on the way. You can bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live. Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month and get some cool bonuses at amp.freetalklive.com. Is free Talk Live. You can bring up anything if you dial toll-free, 800-259-9231. The is CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark, join us on our website freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, and they include the Shrine of Female Listeners. Dozens of ladies have sent us their validated photo to prove they listen to the show. Just head over to shrine.freetalklive.com. And see what it's all about. And of course, if you are a lady listener, you're welcome to submit your validated picture. Get all the details at shrine.freetalklive.com. And freekeen.com presents the Keen Freedom Fest. It's happening this weekend. If you're in the the New England area and you've been looking for an excuse to come up and see uh, beautiful Keen, New Hampshire, this is a perfect opportunity. It's actually the same weekend as the very famous Pumpkin Fest. Here in Keene, so Pumpkin Fest happening on Saturday and then Sunday from 11 to 2, uh, 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. You can uh, join us at Railroad Square in Keene and uh, meet all kinds of Liberty activists, organizations, uh, various different people. We're actually gonna have. There's gonna be music this time. Uh, I think there's probably gonna be some gambling going on, some illegal gambling happening again. Uh, so we were successful with our first instance of illegal gambling last time with the Freedom Fest, and it will be happening again. The, the event is gonna be bigger. It's gonna be better. It might get. Uh, th- People are worried about rain over the weekend, and I think the executive decision has been made. Mike, who's organizing and doing an amazing job at organizing Freedom Fest this time, has decided that the event will go on. We will have a few covered gazebos there. Uh, so there will be some some covered areas in which to uh, to huddle in case of uh, of a rain situation. Obviously, bands won't be playing if that uh, is the case, but we will continue with the event because there's been a lot of effort put into it and looking forward to it. So if you're going to be in the area, come on out to Keen Freedom Fest, and you can learn more at KeenFreedomFest.com. That's KeenFreedomFest.com. As we continue with your phone calls about what you want, it's Anthony in Canada. Anthony, you're on Free Talk Live.
17: Hey, guys. Hey. Hey. Um... I'm calling about uh, last week when you had Julie on the program. You were talking about the child porn case where I believe it was a 16-year-old girl. Uh, she got charged with having pictures of herself, basically.
0: I think she was 13.
17: know. she was oh, 16. No, was 16. Okay.
0: Oh, there was a different story that where it was a 13-year-old girl that was in trouble. But go ahead.
17: Okay. Um, well, I, I think Julie had mentioned, basically, uh, that she had had some pictures of herself. And how would they know? Uh, what age the person was when the pictures were taken.
0: This is a good point, yes. How um, would they know?
17: Well, that, that uh, gets down to the, uh, kind of a technical level when, uh, most cameras actually, when you take a picture, there's, uh, a thing called EXIF data, which is stored in the photo. And it'll tell actually what the camera model was, who which took the picture, mm-hmm. uh, and when the picture was taken, and other details like that. So,
2: is that true even uh, for um, uh, digital cameras? That's what he's talking about. Digital cameras. Yeah, say digital? Uh, for
17: digital cameras, it'll okay. say uh, you know which camera, ta- what, what model of the camera took the photo, as well as the uh, date stamps on it. Okay. And uh, some other info uh, as far as you know the exposure and and this and that. So that's one way they would definitely find it out it's just kind of a warning to anybody out there who uh whatever the reason if they want to i don't know skip work or something and try and take some photos uh you know on a vacation and if somebody can view the photos, then they can look up that data that's embedded in the photo. Now, uh, let me see if I can can clarify this.
0: I I see where you're coming from. However, there's a couple factors I'd like to bring into play. Uh, Number one, if the date on the camera is incorrect, then the date on the photo will be incorrect. Isn't that right? That's true, yeah. Okay, so there's that factor. So the date could have just been wrong. Uh, Secondly... Once the uh, once the photo is taken uh, from the camera, put on the computer, and modified in any way, does it still retain the original uh, creation date? Uh,
17: depending on the program, it does. It'll have the original date as well as the modified date. I see. Um, and it even keeps, actually, a thumbnail. If you modify the picture in some program, uh, such as Photoshop or the GIMP, then it will keep the original thumbnail of the original photo photo where uh, there's actually, a few years ago, um, one of the women on tech TV had taken some photos of herself topless, and she had cropped them in a photo editing program and posted them online, and the geeks that found that photo actually had looked at the exit data, and they found the original thumbnail, and they were able to post the original photo she had taken of her completely topless.
0: Thank goodness the world has geeks willing to do that kind of digging. Hey, thanks for the call tonight. Uh, pre- yes, go there ahead.
17: There, there are programs out there though that, uh, as far as you, if you know what you're doing, that they will you are able to get rid of the excess uh, data. And there, there are programs out there to delete that stuff. Or, or you can just it, set your but, camera's
0: date uh, as five years earlier than it right, than it actually is. Yeah. You, there you, go. you just have to know what you're doing. Thank you for the call. Appreciate that. I'm sure there are some teenagers out there listening that are much more feeling, much more secure about their nude photo-taking abilities as a result of that information. <laughs> and now, look, I don't want to make it sound like if you change the date on your camera that that's going to save you from prosecution. I don't think that's necessarily going to be the case. Number one, I don't think that uh, that if the camera, even if the date on the camera is accurate, that, that I don't think that should be enough for a uh For a prosecution or to get a conviction, but I'm not the prosecutor, and I know that the court system is more than happy to railroad people through, and they could give a flip less about whether the date was accurate or not. All they care about is what the the pictures look like, right? They, They just say, well, I know child pornography when I see it.
2: Right. right, and and they'll you know they have a tendency to uh, drive a case through when it even doesn't even make any sense to to continue on with it. I, I, who knows why? You know, sometimes it's political reasons, sometimes it's a vendetta, sometimes it's just bad sense. But they'll drive cases through that don't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense to charge this girl that took a picture of herself at 16 mm-hmm. years old with child pornography and endangering a child or Where's whatever, the victim? and then her friends who are also underage for receiving them, right. um, for sh- receiving child porn on their cell phones. She tells. Text them. They didn't have a choice.
0: Yeah, I hate it when I get uh, text messages. Uh, by I mean, I don't like them, period, just because it's it's just so inefficient as far as communication is concerned. But sometimes I'll get text messages from people that I don't even know just because they got the wrong number or something like that. There's been some uh, stooge in Massachusetts that's been text messaging me uh, for, I don't know, the last few weeks. It's only on and off. It's not like it happens all the time. But you got to pay for those things. You do. Yeah. you your plan. Not everyone. Right. Does. I'm not interested in that. Anyway, uh, one eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one, and I know he's a he's a, a tool because I punched his phone number in Google and found his MySpace MySpace page. <laughs> anyway, we continue here and we talk to Jake in New York. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Jake. Hi, how are you? Hey, what's on your mind? I,
18: I was listening. I heard you guys talking about atheism and Christianity. Yes, sir. And the logical fallacy of your conversation is that. Say you're for freedom, and atheism was used for and Darwinism was used as the really the essence to in Mao and Lenin's uh, regimes of communism. Um, but
2: communism. Wasn't, wasn't Christianity no. used? Wasn't Christianity used for the uh, Spanish Inquisition? Right. Okay.
18: All the all the added you could add up all the um, all the deaths. And all the religious wars, quote, and that would not add up to the number of deaths that were resulted from communism.
3: Okay. But communism well, and atheism like, aren't just because then, communists happen to be atheists. Doesn't mean that the atheism caused the mass killings. I mean, the mass killings well, Carl, were caused Carl by Marx himself Marx, was,
18: said that atheism. Uh, communism, in essence, is atheistic.
0: It is. Yeah, it's Marx, to God. I don't know.
18: I don't know if you guys worship Karl Marx
0: or. Uh, have you listened to the show for the first time? Is this your first time listening? Well,
18: I've listened to a couple couple times, but uh, yeah, you know, the, we're, we're, we I, like I liberty Marx. and
0: freedom. Uh, Karl Marx was a communist, and not everyone on this show is an atheist either. I I'm like not to an point atheist. Out. Go ahead, Nick, with your thoughts there, because Nick is the atheist sitting in the room. Yeah, I
3: guess I'm the only one who identifies as an atheist, but I I understand that uh, many people who do identify themselves as atheists do tend to be either socialists or or communists, Uh, but by the same token, I mean, people who are Christians, there are people who identify themselves as Christians who range from being essentially anarchists to being... uh, Fascist. Right. You can't so, throw
0: somebody in a category, of a political category, simply because of their, their theological belief system or lack thereof. Because uh, each person can believe differently. Uh, the, 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 their, uh, their belief in God is not a factor as to what their political belief system is. Thank you for the call. 800-259-9231, that's the SACL CAI toll-free line. What matters to me is whether that person wants to aggress against their neighbor. I don't care what they believe as far as God is concerned. more's on the way. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. Only moments remain. Enough time for your call. If you sneak it in right now, 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. And I want to invite you to become an amplifier. Head over to amp.freetalklive.com to learn more about the program. Mark, how would you describe AMP?
2: AMP is a uh, it's programmed to help advertise, market, and promote Free Talk Live. The money is used to simply to advertise Free Talk Live, and uh, none of it goes for hookers and cocaine.
0: Much to your chagrin. Anyway, you can become an amplifier for as little as three bucks a month. You get perks like access to the AMP only call-in lines, chat room, forum, and more. Go and get all the details. Get signed up. At amp.freetalklive.com. You'll get some perks and you'll help Free Talk Live get on more radio stations and spread to new ears on the internet. Again, that's amp.freetalklive.com. You know, I've got a... Uh, I wanted to get to the old octogen, octogenarian uh, lady stories, but since we'll be talking to one of them tomorrow, we'll, we'll hold off on that. And we'll go to an email that's actually kind of related to the last call we got. Uh, the guy who was talking about how if you're an atheist, you must be a Nazi. Or if you're an atheist, you must be a communist. And it's, of course, nonsense. I mean, as a, as somebody who at one time would have identified as an atheist, it's just absolute garbage. Uh, the the idea that your belief system, your religious belief system, is in any way directly connected to your
3: I heard at one beliefs. point that
2: Hitler was a vegetarian. Does that
0: make me <laughs>
3: vegetarians or Nazis? Yeah, it's also important to point out that not all communists are atheists. I mean, uh, the Irish Republican Army was fundamentally a Marxist uh, military movement, and Many of its members were very religiously Catholic, so that doesn't – it's not necessarily true that all communists are atheists. Would even. it be
0: appropriate to say correlation
3: is not causation? Oh, yeah. I, right. I I really don't think that your religious views necessarily have anything to do with your political views. Certainly, the way you think about how we should treat people, uh, that factors. And, I mean, your ethical standard of how you should interact with people, I mean – Uh, Certainly the idea that you shouldn't initiate force against others is something that I think a lot of people would agree with, Um, but that's the real test that I apply. I mean, whether you believe in a God or not, that's one of the more important tests is how you actually interact with people.
0: JC writes in here and he says, guys, I have heard uh, some off and on discussion about the religious doctrine of Jews and Christians and analysis of biblical factoids and apocryphal writings. I know that it's free talk live and that people will call up and talk about what they want to, which is fine. However, I would like to strongly uh, suggest that excessive dwelling on religious opinion and commenting on doctrines, which you may not agree with, may sabotage the free state project. Free Talk Live is the number one recruiter for the FSP. I understand, yep. and I'm. Hmm? Yep. Yeah, I understand, and I'm fine with where you guys are in terms of what you believe in. You are no threat to my personal beliefs. Not that you'd want to be. But if I was a religious person who was very new to pro-liberty thought, and I heard much of what you guys said in a couple of your last three or four shows, this was written a little while back, uh, I probably wouldn't be offended, but I wouldn't seek to call myself one of you. Now, I am a free stater because I understand that in a voluntarist or micro-minarchist society, people with different belief systems are no threat to each other as long as they agree not to use the coercive force of government on each other. People of the same race, religion, or culture may still choose to live in covenant communities where they can discriminate against other groups and live according to their own voluntarily accepted rules. Nevertheless, these same people who are just getting to know and understand liberty may get turned off by the more important, or the, turned off from the more important message because of careless remarks. For example, Julia mentioned earlier this month that she had heard that the Mormons have taken over the Boy Scouts and that she would never send her son to a Boy Scout camp because of it. That truth is approximately one. Th- the, th- the truth is that approximately one third of Boy Scout troops happen to be sponsored by the LDS Church. The leadership of the Boy Scouts may reflect a similar ratio. I don't know. When she co-hosts the show, I'll go. I'll call her out on the carpet about that one in jest, but you get the message.
2: I think. No, that I don't re- have any problem with the LDS uh, sponsoring uh, uh, you know, Cub Scouts. I think that that's fine. Um, you know, I think Cub Scouts is a good organization, but. You know, that in and of itself doesn't mean anything. However, I do have lots of bad things to say about the um, Christian religion.
0: I think, says J.C., that the religious discussions along with conspiracy crack pottery will dilute the message that you want to send. Please do your best to attract all liberty lovers, pot-smoking pantheists, ex-con Unitarians, holy rolling Christians, corny Mormons alike, says J.C. And I appreciate where you're coming from on that, JC. I, I definitely see um, how it's important to you. I, and I understand that you are, are realizing or, are, I guess, pointing out that Free Talk Live is the number one recruiter, aside from word of mouth, for the Free State Project. And I, I can't really apologize for it, however. I, like I understand where he's coming from, but... This is a talk radio program, and in the world of talk radio, it helps to be opinionated. You know, it helps to have strong opinions about the topics that you're discussing. Yep. And, yeah, that means that some people are going to be offended. It's a reality of the business that we do. Does that mean that there's a chance that some of the people that are listening to the show for the first time might be turned off from the idea of the Free State Project? I suppose there's a chance, but hopefully those people will continue listening for whatever reason. I mean, maybe they've been so outraged that they want to hear what we're going to say
2: next, or maybe they've been intrigued by something that we say. I listen to talk radio all the time, and I disagree with the vast majority of what the hosts say. Right. Um, but you keep
0: listening. And the more you listen, the more you hear the messages of both the hosts and the advertisers.
2: And, and I would think that the people that would join the Free State Project would take the time to, you know, if they continue to listen, um, that they would logically listen and see if whether this, you know, this program makes sense for them and that kind of thing. I, I doubt very seriously somebody who just at, you know, just first listens to the show is going to run along and uh, sign up, although some have. Right. I'm
0: not going to candy coat uh, my
2: views on organized religion. That's really the thing, is I simply cannot do a three-hour talk show six nights a week and not tell you what I think. I, mean, I, I can, cannot lie about my position.
0: Right. And we could rephrase JC's uh, email here to say that, well, what about all those government bureaucrats that are listening to the show for the first time? They might like, you know, smaller government. They might uh, they might be open to the the ideas of liberty and they could be Free State Project recruits. What about those government bureaucrats? Here you are trashing on government uh, on your show and that's going to offend them. They're not going to listen to the message of uh, the Free State Project. It, it's essentially the same, uh, same complaint, just with a different group of people that could possibly Possibly take offense and then tune out and, and go somewhere else. However, I'd like to submit and Mark, you as the, uh, the advertising guru here on the program would love your thoughts here. But I'd like to submit that the first time you listen to a radio show, odds are real, real slim that you're going to run out and patronize the advertisers of that radio show after the first time that you've listened.
2: Unless it's something that you need. Right. Um, if, the, if, the, if the advertiser comes, comes along with a message that says, you know, and you're looking at a refrigerator, we've got refrigerators for half off. Come on down to Joe's. Right. Well, then then you'll do it.
0: The people that are signing up for the free state project are likely not first time listeners to free talk live. I suppose there's a very small chance that there might be somebody out there that's been waiting to hear of something just like the free state project. Here's it the first time it goes and signs up. It's a possibility, but pretty remote. Uh, the, the people that we talk to that are of a liberty mindset already that are already there. Uh, many of them are still reticent about joining the Free State Project because of various different objections. It's too cold. My family doesn't live there. It, you know, there's no job. I don't have a job yet. Uh, whatever the objections are. So we have – it's not an easy – it's not a quick process to get even liberty-minded people to sign up for the Free State Project and move. So to suggest that because we have uh, theological discussions and that we're fairly passionate about our viewpoints in regards to them is scaring us any anywhere near a significant people a portion of people away from the Free State Project, I just don't think – Really takes reality
2: into account. I I don't know. I mean, I, I I can't I can't say. The only answer I can come back with is, uh, look, I I just simply cannot do a show um, where I'm I'm not being me. I, I wouldn't I would be ineffective, and if, excuse me ineffective. And you know, it's yeah. it's, it's really it's not a pro liberty show, even though I, I'd say that's its number two thing. The number one thing is it's stuff you want to talk about.
0: Absolutely the case. One that ninety two thirty one. That is the SACL C A I toll free line. So I think that now I know this is kind of cliche. This uh, what I'm about to say here, but I would suggest that those who are concerned about providing Christians with a pro liberty message should go and create a Christian pro liberty talk show and talk about the Free State Project in whatever way that you think. Is I think right.
2: that I think that approaching Christianity from the Christian standpoint is extremely powerful. When you say Approaching liberty from the Christians? Is standpoint? that what I said? Yeah. I'm sorry. Um, I, I got it wrong. The To be able to say, look, I have no kings except Jesus. That's my only king. I do not worship you, government people. I will not give you uh, money that is more than the tithe that the church acts, asks for, that they ask for in the Bible. It, it, it's It's wrong. It, to be able to come from that standpoint is
3: extraordinarily powerful. However... I don't believe it. The, yeah. And there's a lot of people who have moved in the Free State Project who are deeply religious. Yes, they are. I, don't, I mean, Russell Canning is somebody we talk about all the time on the sh- – uh, well, you guys talk about all the time yeah. on the show, and we talk about it all the time on our show. And he's very, very religious. And what it boils down to is if you're going to be a pro-liberty mover with the Free State Project – Hopefully, you're religiously tolerant and you're going to be able to put up with people with right. different viewpoints because I deal with a lot of very deeply religious people. We right. hang Why out not? with Russell Canning. I mean,
0: and I love Russell Canning. He's a great guy and he doesn't care what my viewpoint is. I don't go to him. I don't uh, no. say
2: those kinds of things to him because he doesn't throw it in your face. Absolutely. He's those, not a Pharisee. Those are not the kind of people
0: we want here in New Hampshire. All right. We'll see you tomorrow night online in the meantime at freetalklive.com.